Hey, after that long delay, um, <laughs> I, I know nobody sees this in the back end, but when you hit like start broadcast, you then sit there watching the spinning thing happen for like 20 seconds and that oh, no. happened. But anyway, um, Jeff and Joe, thanks for joining me tonight on, on a Woo! Friday. Night. Yeah, no, party city here. Come on. <laughs> oh, wait, wait who's echoing? Is that me? I, we'd hear no echo. Is that so me? We, Is that me? You're fine. Yeah. yeah, you're you're good. Yeah, I'm hearing a massive echo. Oh, I got huh. nothing. So we'll I see if you can get that here. Oh, wait a minute. I know what it is. I know what it is. Ah, uh, technology. Hold on for a minute. Yeah. There we go. No, 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 no. <laughs> I uh, hey everybody in the chat. Thanks for coming and, and joining us tonight. Uh, nice, you know, long long week, and and we're gonna go through a bunch of fun stuff. It's it's a it should be a fun time. So thanks for uh, spending some of your, your Friday with us. It'll be good. Yeah. Nobody hears an echo. Ah, so we're all good. No, it was just me. I had two different, two different browsers going at the same time. So uh, right. back yes. in the game, sir. I have been there. Well, um, Jeff, I wanted we, well, obviously we are talking to Jeff Thorne here, our writer of uh, green lantern, among other things. Um, Howdy. Excellent. And we're talking with Joe, our writer of Beckstar, among other things. So, whoa. Beckstar. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. How, how has your week been, both of you? Uh, go, Joe. It's, it's, it's been pretty good. It's been, um, you know, obviously going to second print, all that stuff, and seeing the cover for that was, was good. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, other than that, this week's been, um, up and down. I read some good comics. I read some less interesting <laughs> comics. I um, the weather's been all right. My allergies have been terrible still. That's been concerning. But um, but no, it's overall it's been pretty good. I, I got a great email uh, before this. I, I hate being that guy. Oh, I'm not yeah. trying to be that guy, but but um, well, please you know. please be that guy. Be that guy. But yeah, but no. From from another publisher, I've been talking to uh, for a bit. So. Um, Hopefully, nice something there will be moving forward soon. So, so good stuff. Good, good for you. Yeah. Uh, for, you. My, for myself, it's been a very easy week. Um, uh, some a financial thing that I was going through where I wasn't getting paid for something I'd done has finally been resolved. So that's nice. And uh, um, I'm just cranking away on this ridiculous cosmic book. Yeah, <laughs> just like that's it. It's been very light this week. Very nice. How uh, so? If you don't mind me asking, and I, I'd always, uh, you know, not sure how how far we. But uh, with Green Lantern, where where are you at? You're mm -hmm. writing the book, obviously. How far ahead are you? Uh, I'm on. I'm in the midst of issue six, very nice. right now. Um, and also, we've we've in. It's weird because since we know the whole arc, we're also in sort of weird negotiation for some late stage stuff because we don't want to step on the toes of other books. So we're making sure that we're not. Um, either overlapping or using characters that have been put in some weird dire straits in one of the other books. Um, that is to say, if we bring them in at all, I just, I like to get out in front of stuff, way out in front of stuff. So like, don't tell me the plot, just are you going to kill character X or will they be in like some step, you know, the ninth ring of hell when I need them? Because if mm -hmm. they are, I just will use another character. Like, yeah. but tell me now. So that's what's going on. So it's fun. It's just very smooth and easy. Yeah. Strange knockwood. 
knock wood. <laughs> well, reception has been good. We'll, we'll chat with you a little bit, but reception's been really good for the first two issues, and uh, and and yeah. Joe, a lot of reception's been good for Beckstar. You, did you well, mention you're you. doing second printing? So yeah, yeah. I mean, Beckstar's the shit. That's a great you. book. We're, That's we're, a straight up great book. We're loving it. It's it's uh, all in all, it's pretty good. I normally do this. Uh, what are you drinking? Uh, but Jeff, you're not <laughs> drinking, right? I am drinking raspberry uh, spur water. Is what Ooh. I'm drinking this evening. Okay, you know, excellent. I thought I'd splurge a bit. Here, you can. Can you hear the ice? <laughs> there you go, Joe. How about yourself? I still have uh, bourbon left, so okay. Some of that. Bourbon. <laughs> very, very nice. Last week was a fun week. I, I, uh, I will, I will uh, be pathetic to the the chat. I, I'm drinking some tea tonight, so I. Uh oh, uh -oh. you're good. We're going out for margaritas later, so I, I don't want to. Gotta. Oh uh, yeah, you gotta pace yourself. I do. I don't. I don't want to start my uh, evening with my wife completely hammered. So I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's never good. Tea, That's fair. Your tea would be a good plan. I'll be a good. <laughs> oh Jesus! I know. I know. I'm <laughs> talk me in the chat. It's it's all there. You, you know, it's a shame your daughters won't be able to talk about. Uh... How drunk you are in therapy years from now, but you know. uh, no, 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 they'll be able to do that. Don't don't worry. <laughs> he's he's looking out for the kids. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, they'll they'll, he's they'll give them plenty of stories. They'll have their opportunities, no doubt. About it. Um, it definitely, definitely. Oh my god, going on. Uh, some questions in the chat. So uh, solicits for DC. I've seen uh, an initial list. I don't know if they're all all the whole thing's out, but I know I've seen some uh, solicits for for August. So I know they're they're coming okay. uh, for sure. So, uh, but yeah, no, I mean comics are, are going along. Um, I some people mentioned it. I thought uh, I, you know not to start out on a downer, but it's worth noting a um, couple things here. Uh, David Anthony Kraft, of course, yeah. who I'm sure both of you are very very familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, okay, yeah, uh, you know, unfortunately passed away this week, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. and. Um, it's a lot of people know from the comic work. Uh, I mean, his yeah. he, did, he did a lot of really amazing stuff, but also comics interview. I mean, he he was one of kind of the I don't know about the first, but a very kind of key journalist. Um, yeah, yeah. Know. What do you guys? Th those books went away. Like, um, I think probably the internet killed them all. But comics interview was like my mainstay for a while. Like they did, um, yeah. they did in depth interviews, long long interviews. Um, with creators in a way that was more like like if Time Magazine was going to interview you, like they yeah. took the they took all of it seriously, and so the questions were always good. And for someone who was like aspiring, like even then when you're not consciously aspiring, you're like, oh, that's a neat little tidbit about how the backstage works. And yeah. it was I just it was a fantastic magazine. I'm sorry, I was always I was sorry it went away. Also, yeah. I owned that Captain America. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a collection, but that that issue. I mean, there are some great people, some great stories, and and uh, and I think the comics interview stuff can't be understated. I, I think yeah. he treated it seriously, like he he treated this like a you know not not without humor, but like this was an important thing, and it it was yeah. it was great. I'm like Joe. What do you you, you have some memories of? No, no. I, I mean, the real shame because um, I'm gonna kind of tie this to Steve Lytle from earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah we've lost too many people this year. Oh my God. Comic. Oh yes. Yeah. That was, um, a and, that was a blow. But you know, uh, I, similar to Steve Lytle in a way, um, for the most part, uh, David Anthony Kraft didn't get a lot of like runs. He got, he right. did a lot of issues of things, but 
Yeah. You know, he'd do a bunch of Captain America, but it's like he didn't really get more than like two issues or three issues in a row. Same with a lot of the other stuff he did. Um, especially at DC, it's a lot of scattered stuff. And yeah. you know, it's kind of mm. similar to Lytle in a way where for the most part he did a few issues here and there. He didn't get too many runs. He he had a nice sprint on on Legion and a little bit on Doom Patrol, but for the most part, it was a lot of fill-ins, a lot of covers. Uh, yeah, like I was going to say, so, they turned him into a cover guy. I, I always yeah, wondered yeah. what, back in those days, I always wondered, why is he not doing more interiors? I mean, his covers were fantastic. But oh, yeah. it seemed, we're asking you, Joe, because obviously I didn't know and didn't think even until this right now to even ask something like that. But you yeah. seem knowledgeable about the, it's fascinating listening to you guys talk when I'm not on the show, because you have sort of an insider knowledge of a lot of the sort of backstage stuff going on. Yeah. Was there a like, okay, was there a sort of an editorial like, we don't want him on interiors, he's just going to be the cover guy, he's fast and he's good, so we can do that? Or was it just that was the work he could get? I mean, it, it was a little mix of both. I know with um, Doom Patrol, for example, um, mm -hmm. Mike Gold had hired him on that book. And basically, according to Steve, um, when he signed on, he was going to have a, a six month uh, head start. So he'd be able to put the kind of detail he wanted in the book. And oh. basically, and it meant a lot to him to have a long lead time in the beginning so he could really put the kind of detail into it. And what ended up right. happening is uh, that was not the case. Uh, they ended up uh, cutting it significantly. Um, he was not happy with how his work was going to look with a, a much tighter uh, turnaround time. Uh, so they ended up, you know, having a falling out. And oh, that, that went, sucks. And that's when Eric Larson took over the book. I, I think um, you can kind of take from that that he ended up doing more cover work because he would have more time to really right. put in to make it look as, as good as it could be. So yeah, I, right. I think it's a, like that. Right. Yeah. And you can tell him as a cover artist, uh, here's the outline for the book. Here are the characters that are going to be in the book. You don't need to know more than that to do the cover. Yeah. So, um, wow. That's too bad. And they should do some sort of like... I mean, he did enough covers. You could probably do an art book just of that. Oh, oh for sure. Oh, yeah. You There's know, a lot of money to be made on, on, I think, a lot of things like that, where you have yeah. a lot of work and art that people would, would happily go with. And and a lot of people, I, I, I don't know if they know Steve Lytle and what he's done, but it, uh, like you said, it's, it's been a tough year, uh, yeah. for sure. A lot of really yeah. people lost. Yeah. Oh, sorry, he, go ahead. No, I was going to say, he I'm pretty sure he's the one who illustrated the issues of Legion where uh, Karate Kid got killed and then uh, Projector yes. killed uh, Nemesis. Yes. Kid. Yeah, that's correct. That no. is correct. <laughs> oh, my God. Well played, sir. Jesus. Thank you. Thank I you. I you, you and Mark Wade need to go toe-to-toe -to -toe on this. <laughs> oh, you'd beat Mark Wade. You'd beat Mark Wade. Holy crap. <laughs> I um. Thank you. I want to, uh, but I do recommend people go check out David Anthony Kraft. His interviews are timeless in a lot of cases. You get yeah. a lot of really good insight into John Byrne and Jim Shooter and a ton of people back yeah. there. It's, it's really, um, really pretty amazing. Again, thank you, by the way, everybody for joining us. Like I said, it's been a hard year and this other one hurts uh, me. I mean, they all hurt, but this one was pretty tough to see as well. Uh, Kentaro Miura, mm. uh, you know, uh, of course, the creator of Berserk. Uh, I, I don't know how well that's known. I mean, it's, it's obviously well known in the U.S., uh, but, you know, in Japan, this was a, a major, major uh, factor. Like a loss. Yeah. And, and uh, this the series will now be unfinished. Um, from what I understand, that's, at least being reported there, they're going to call it. And that's kind of the right thing yeah. to do. Painful. 
Yeah. Um, Berserk is one of those titles that, you know, you, you, it's hard to kind of understand the scope of that. It's got uh, well over 50 million copies in circulation. Um, Holy crap. Just a, a beast of a book and, and pretty, pretty incredible material. So if, if you haven't, uh, I haven't, you know, if you don't know, Berserk, I, mean, I would look for that. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll check it out. I'm not a big manga guy. I have no particular thing against manga, but mm-hmm. um, I saw that this was making huge ripples. People I didn't even know liked manga were like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, my. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big thing. As people are saying in the, in the, um, uh, in the chat, you know, there's, there's some debate going on about whether to increase or not. From what I understand, the, the feeling is not to. The assistants could arguably keep it going, but I've heard that there may be a plan to, um, uh, basically publish the outline, but not, oh. you know, and then if the, the, if the company or, or the assistants want to continue it, they'll almost branch it. So it's clear to people that this is not, you know, his vision remains intact and people can yeah. see it. That's yeah. good. So he knew how it was going to end, even though it was taking a billion years to get there. He knew what the ultimate end of the Supposedly, I mean, uh, we'll see. Well, maybe, you know, hopefully, we see what that outline looks like. Uh, many manga artists do have a, an end in sight, at least they, they claim to. Okay. Um, but okay. very different style. If people have not, uh, you know, if you're not into kind of the manga look and feel, this book is different. Yeah. That's the best way I can put it. Okay. It's, it's, it's not quite the your your typical manga uh, look and feel. I'll check it mm. out for sure. Yeah, for real. Anyway, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough to start that way, but definitely worth kind of noting both these guys pretty pretty big yeah. in very different ways in the industry. Um, John, have you, have you ever read Berserk? Have you checked that out? Or? That one I haven't, but a week doesn't go by where I don't hear about it, and I could say that going back years at this point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's been very popular. It's been, It's been on my list of things to read. I mean, it took me till the last year to start reading like Junji Ito and mm. I can't tell you why I waited so long because as soon as I read it, I'm like, why haven't I been reading this for years? But, (laughs) but, you know, I need to, you know, manga is a bit of a hole for me. I've I've read other stuff from like Akira. I love Akira. I love uh, Sailor Moon Mm -hmm. and some some other manga. But (laughs) that's such a wide, that's like a wide split, man. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's that's kind of my directions. (laughs) That's my life, though. I mean, today I was listening to like, Charlie XCX and Nas. That was oh, what God. I was jamming to today. So that's Jesus how, I, how okay. I roll. Dude, I want to, I want to, what is it? The uh, being John Malkovich? I want to be Joe Grove. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Afternoon, man. Put my feet up. Holy shit. <laughs> well, again, uh, thank you everybody for coming. If you want to hit like, I guess that helps the algorithm people say. I don't know what that in, re- means, but feel free to. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll start. Uh, We'll start here. So um, I, I'm kind of mixing it up a little bit. So as we go through kind of the comics that are coming out, and we'll talk Green Lantern a bit and some other fun things. Um, I want to, well, we'll get to it in a second. So this uh, this next week is the Beast of May. So as you can see, 47 more copies, comics coming out this week than Jesus. last week. 138 books. Uh, uh, this is this is Joe's nightmare right here, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it's, it's a lot of comics. Uh, they, they saved it for the end of, uh, the end of May apparently. Um, but we're, we're going to go through it all and, and, and see what you guys are reading and see if there's some recommendations in here, but I have to warn you and I'm, I'm Jeff, I'm really glad you're here this week in particular because <laughs> okay, <laughs> th- 
This is by because far the third. The most butt. Yeah. I was going to say it has to be the most butt infested week. It, it is. <laughs> it, it, everyone rises to the occasion. This is a, this is across the board. Oh, Every no. Publisher, uh, they bring it this week. And I, I, uh, it is, I, I, I anyway, we'll, we'll see as we go through it. But we are in for quite a, quite a, about the next 10 minutes are going to be, um, uh, fun for people in the chat, I guess. So, God, so you're making me think of that bit from uh, I forget which episode of Simpsons it was, but where Krusty's at uh, the uh, Quickie Mart and uh, and Apu's <laughs> just like, oh, I have your copy of Gigantic Asses. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, if I ever need a fix, I know exactly where to. I know exactly where to show up. Yeah. Well, apparently your, your comic <laughs> shop next week is where you're going to go. So oh my God. This is, uh, all right. So we'll, we'll, but we'll get into it. So, um, um, and this is nothing by the way. So, you know, seven pages again, sorry, Joe, but, uh, I, I, I don't know anything, anything on this list you guys are into, uh, that you can Let's see. Let's see what we've got here. Uh, well, baby Yoda Cerebus. I have no idea. Number one, literally no idea what that could be, but that's definitely worth a look. Yeah, I'm sure it's uh, Dave Sim having uh, <laughs> tricking you with Baby Yoda, who's going to go on a rant about why he hates women. <laughs> yeah, something like I didn't realize Sim was still in the game, but I mean, you could yeah, argue worth he's not. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could make that argument. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shit. Uh, and Arctic is um, in there. I, I love how Ninja High School it, it did renumber at some point, though, right? We're on number oh, one. Did it? It had to have because I mean, I, like thirty years ago, I think I was selling that comic. I, I, fuck Gold Diggers at two eighty six. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say pass, but I'm gonna have to see them when I get there to decide on yeah. some of these because I just don't know what the hell they are. And uh, Patriotica is hanging out with a tree, so that's that's good. God bless her. Yeah, God bless her. I mean, for the environment. Um, you arch that back, girl. You arch that back. Yeah, exactly. Chariot number three. Uh, Chariot's been a fun <laughs> little title. AWA continues to quietly put out good stuff. We need they need, we need to poke them with some marketing because they they've got some good titles people just aren't seeing. Um, but anyway. Uh, let's see what else we got. Okay, so um, yeah, Boundless Comics and Coffin Comics. This is part of what makes this week so nuts. Um, they, uh, they, they. Well, here we go. Let's just go there. Um, okay. Yeah. So, Jungle Fantasy uh, has mini covers. Oh, uh, hello, nurse. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? What do you even? I mean. I, 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 you know, all right, listen, I mean, we're making fun of it or joking around about it. It sells. If this works for them, if this sells for them, it's fine. To me, it's kind of burying the lead. Like, yeah. it doesn't tell me the story. It just shows me a hot body that was drawn, yeah. hopefully, well. So if that's their marketing strategy and if it's not putting off, you know, they're not worried about putting off ladies. And not all ladies would be put off by it. So, no, no, no. no. Um, you know, there's plenty of ladies who are perfectly fine with this. Um, uh, to me, it almost is, I don't know. I feel like I'm just so story-oriented. I want you to show me something that makes me want to read it. Yeah. But yeah. 
there are a lot of people that are collecting the covers. Sure. So, yeah. you know, okay. <laughs> like, if you look at that double spread. Um... <laughs> really? Really? Is that where we're going? Well, We've been doing this. It's only like, been five minutes. Jesus. I, oh, Jesus. I like how um, yeah. the, the threat of the dinosaur head is reserved for the back cover. Like, they, they know what they're doing there. That's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No, for sure. But um but there there's some interesting books here. We've got um what was it? Destiny New York number three. That's by Pat Shand, friend of the show. Oh yeah, Pat Shand. Okay. okay. Excellent. Yeah. So um, you know, you got that. You got um uh well something's killing the children, people like that. That's a, yeah. that's a big one. Is this um is this Lady Death, Lady Death, Lady Death? This is Lady Death, Lady yeah. Death. Yeah. Ah. And okay. she's now you're gonna laugh. Time more realistic and manga version. Um, well, that's hysterical. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, back when they first did all that Evil Ernie, Lady Death, that whatever that universe, Chaos, right? Chaos yeah. comics. I was down for that. So yeah. um, even with her huge pulchritudinousness, yeah. um, I thought those are actually pretty good comics. Um, yeah. uh, Firefly, I'm not really reading that. I'm not reading Dune. A couple of um, things, by the way. No, uh, that top jungle fantasy cover. No, it doesn't have the Comics Code Authority logo plastered right there. <laughs> I had to do that because that would have gotten me kicked off YouTube with what was under there. Um, oh my god! Yeah, it 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 was it's some stuff. And then <laughs> the uh, there's a question, actually, a legitimate question for both of you. I do love the uh, that cover gave me pink eye. Well done. Um, wow! Thank you, know. you for yeah. that. Are, are either of you appearing at any cons this year? Do you do you do you guys have any cons? Um, go, Joe. I, I I know I would like to um I I'd like to do New York and Baltimore because those don't really require that much of a commitment for me. Like Baltimore is just a not too far, like a four a four and a half hour drive from here, and then New York is the my local show. So I'd like to do those, and I'd like to do Emerald City. Um, mm -hmm. I like that show. I, my 95 year old great aunt is out there and I'd like to see her. Um, I, I saw her the last, you know, couple of times I went out there for that show and, and it would be nice to spend time with her and also go to the show. So mm -hmm. I, I'm hoping to do that. Uh, I wish I could do C2E2 too, but if I, they're too close together. Yeah. And I have a lot of friends there, but none of my friends are a 95 year old relative. Yeah. So I got to kind of prioritize here, you know. That, that is true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I get the basically similar. I um, every year I threaten that I'm never going to San Diego again. Every year. So um, <laughs> I'm not going to break that tradition this year, probably. But yeah. this uh, this Thanksgiving thing they're doing, I'll definitely not be at that. Yeah. Um, the uh, I I also discovered I prefer these smaller conventions, like That's the WonderCon is smaller. Uh, mm -hmm. San Diego, uh, well, not San Diego, uh, Long Beach Comic Con is smaller. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even the Los Angeles Comic Con is considerably smaller. And they, to me, feel like real Comic Cons, mm -hmm. from my point of view, as opposed to these sort of giant multimedia extravaganzas that we've been getting. And yeah. uh, I, I like them. Everybody there is a comic book or manga or anime geek. Um, and there's not that sort of weird contingent of movie lunatics that are, you know, they're just screwing it up for the rest of us. So um, I would say uh, anything that I can drive to from LA, I would probably make a stab at going to at least for a day. If yeah. if DC wants me at New York Comic Con, they're gonna have to fly me out. 
um, which yeah. is not a threat. I doubt they will, but <laughs> that would be basically the way that I would be able to get there. Uh, Maybe the right timing, we'll we'll take the we'll we'll raise money via the channel and we'll get everybody flown <laughs> to uh, to Seattle for Emerald City Comic. I would do that. I we'll got family one. in Seattle that I'd never see. I would definitely do that. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get everybody. Yeah, no, my my cousin, my cousin John out there is gonna have a kid in September, so it'd be nice be to see him out there. Yeah, there's a lot of I mean be good. I made the commitment and for be... a face reveal with Sean when he comes out during the con <laughs> version. So we'll do that. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So I'm going to hold off on. Well, I've I've revealed my face elsewhere, but on your channel, oh, uh, you I won't come out. I won't come out. I won't come out until you come out. That's what we'll do. There you go. All right. Well, we've tortured people enough with this crazy perspective. So, um, hey, we'll take a quick break. <laughs> yeah. People catch their breath a little bit. DC next week. Um, I'm, I'm I'm I like Shiloh, Mister Miracle. Um, I've always liked Shiloh. Sure. I, I like Shiloh as a character, so I'm curious mm -hmm. about this. Have you? What do you? What do you? Uh, Jeff, I think you. Uh, are, you like Shiloh, right? Brandon Brand is a friend of mine. I like Shiloh initially. Well, first of all, full disclosure, I'm a big fat Kirbyite, mm -hmm. so uh, Jack's my man. That is the Jack. I have no king but Kirby, mm -hmm. so um, I love the idea of Shiloh. I love the way that Kirby initially did the Mister Miracle sort of legacy aspect, where he's they met each other, they knew each other, and it was cool that Shiloh was also Mr. Miracle. Like, when the creator signs off on it, you're good to go. Yeah. Um, Brendan, also full disclosure, uh, Brendan Easton and I have been um, friends for many years, um, and uh, I'm excited for him. Um, I have purposely stayed away from getting any sort of, um, what's the word? I didn't see that, by the way. I was looking away from the screen. Um, uh, they want to uh, shoot you through. I, I, a tube, yeah. Uh, what's that? I want to be shot through the sky in a huge metal tube. <laughs> what the fuck? We're <laughs> um, raising money for so, your plane ticket. Yes, that's funny. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, I'm excited to see what he does. I have no idea what it will be, but I think he's been eager to sort of really spread his wings a little bit, and I think yeah. this might be the book. So I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see it. Some people are mentioning Stargirl uh, kind of finally, well, it's a spring break special, so who knows what she's going to get up to. Shenanigans. Yes. Going to the, those Miami beaches without a mask. It's terrible. Oh, How about, no, uh, the mask goes over your nose and mouth. It's not over your eyes, you idiot. That's not where the disease comes in. I'm I'm amazed nobody used it as a as a bikini. I I, I was sure somebody down there. Wow, but, uh, you know. Hey, you just haven't seen pictures. I guarantee you, there's more than one example of that. Yeah, I, I promise you. <laughs> oh, uh, it's alive is still doing stuff, huh? Uh huh. Yeah, that, that's oh, good. They, it's alive is a small uh, press uh, little junket by Drew Ford. Uh, okay, and he puts out books, uh, mostly puts out books that um, uh, have been long out of print, like books by, um, what was it? He put out Family Man that uh, Joe Staten had, had illustrated in the 90s. Oh, wow. Um, uh, some books from like Trina Robbins. Um, he had uh, Chuck Dixon continue Airboy from where it ended. Holy yeah. shit. It's, it's yep. alive. Awesome. So like, it's, it's a good thing to check out. Like, uh, definitely check Fuck out uh, It's Alive. Yeah. yeah. All right, I will. I didn't know Airboy. Yeah. I thought Airboy had died the true death. 
Good lord. Yeah, no, there's oh some new God. stuff. I, I think uh, Starenko did a, a variant cover for one of the new issues of Airboy 2. Get out of town. I need to actually yeah. get into a shop. I've been buying all my comics on um, comic Comixology for the last little while. I haven't been into a comic book shop in over a year. So um, this would be a fun reason to do it. Yeah, no, um, definitely. That's, uh, that'd be good. Um, yeah. I thought Keenspot was just di digital. Aren't they Keenspot? Yeah. Ninjas Not, I think something's going in. Yeah. I, I think I be, I've seen it on some lists, so I believe. Okay. Yeah. God bless yeah, America. Not, not, to be uh, confused, <laughs> not to be confused with Cool Spot, the old uh, Seven Up logo. <laughs> oh my God! What you just know everything. Do you know everything? <laughs> I you know well, I everything. used to play. I used to play that. Uh, th there was a Cool Spot Sega Genesis game. I remember playing that when I was a a kid. Okay. There's oh, nothing God, more. Right. That was a game that you. There's think nothing for. more capitalist than playing a uh, a video game based on a, a soda mascot. Yeah. That is that's hysterical. Peak that's capitalism. Hysterical. How Jesus Christ. There's a, a few questions. I'm curious. What uh, have you has either of you been reading this other history of the DC universe? And um what do you think of it? Yeah. Uh, I read the first, I think, two. Mm -hmm. Um the third one is has a katana on the cover, right? Yes, I believe um, so. I haven't got I, I didn't keep going with it. I mean, it's weird. It's like looking at archival footage of the DC comics from some particular editor's point of view. Like, um, it's well written, it's well drawn, but it doesn't feel like a comic book to me. Yeah. So I'm really like, I, 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 and also I, I don't know what to say about it. I can't say it's bad, but mm -hmm. it certainly doesn't excite me. Like it doesn't make me want to buy it. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of people with different theories on that, but uh, but it, it's I'm having a hard time. I, I can't get into it. Um. And it's not, uh, I mean, lots of people have their different takes on it, but it's, there's, there's something about, I, I agree with you on the format. Like I, I, it's, it's not quite a book. It's not quite a comic. It's not either of those things. And the page yeah. is interesting, but I still don't, I don't know. It, it, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, I don't know. Like, listen, I'm, I, 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 because it's comicsology, I grabbed it as a series. Mm -hmm. All I can tell you is I, I'm going to keep getting the books because I'm automatically going to keep getting them. But after issue two, I did not remember that I needed to go read issue three. Yeah. So yeah, that that I think that I just don't think it's a comic book. I think it's a book yeah. that looks like a comic book. Well, it's it, this isn't an exact one for one comparison, but like they just put out that omnibus of the who's who, the DC omnibus. Yeah. And like those used to come out as issues and things like that. And like I. I don't care that much about that. And, and it's not like, and it's not a knock on the people that put those books together and, and the illustration. No, not at and, all. Uh, and I love, like, I, I know Bob Greenberger. He's a great guy and he contributed a lot to that and is very excited about that book and loves that he's yeah. got a copy of it. And like, but, but that's not on my like list of like, I got to grab this omnibus. I, I, I need it. Like kind of, kind of thing. I prefer to grab, you know, an omnibus of like a, a, a storyline or back issues of like, a, you know, read, read the story as opposed to like the the character breakdowns and things like that. Yeah, I'm less concerned. Like, yeah, I'm less concerned with the sort of archival aspect of it yeah. than I am with I, I want to watch. I want to read a good run. Like you can yeah. tell me everything I need to know about the Legion of Superheroes plus the story. 
So like, you know, there's something wrong with, um, I, I, so this is, and I do think that the characters seem to come out less at the end of reading it than they were before for me, if that makes any sense. I, as we're, yeah, I get it. I definitely get that. And some of this, some of these reveals, make the character more two-dimensional somehow in my mind, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. It, well, I, 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 yeah. it's, it's odd. We talked about this. I, yeah. I think that you can inject too much realism into superhero comics in specific. I think yeah. the more grounded they are to a line of it's too crazy and you're back in the silver age, but which is, it's fun in its own way, but I don't think modern audiences who are above the age of eight will really appreciate silver age comics. But the this weird notion that things have to become more quote unquote realistic, I don't know that I buy that. So, yeah. and I definitely probably don't actually buy it. Like I probably don't purchase it. So yeah. uh, I feel like what you're saying purchase right. I feel like on some weird level it diminishes them uh, to to do that too much. It's, it's I, I, I felt, um, and I've tried to make the point, but I think poorly it's, you have a page that's kind of powerful talking about uh, racism and kind of struggling as a, a character. And you, you see this mug shot in issue two. And then the next page you flip it and you've got smiling Superman and Supergirl flying through the city. And it's like, it, it's, it's jarring in a way that is wrong. Like, like it, it's, it's meant to be kind of jarring to shake you up, but instead it, it just, I, it, it's all, it didn't work for me, but I know some people it, it's great, but. Look, not every book is for every reader. Exactly. I am, exactly. And there's a and there's a difference between realism and plausibility. It definitely has to always be plausible. Like yeah. it, within the context, you have to buy it essentially, and they can't act in ways that a real person wouldn't act. But once it gets too granular, then it starts being about actual people. People. I'm not reading com. I'm not reading superhero comics to see a news report. Like yeah. I have the news yeah. for that. That's, so that's well um, said. Yeah. I could agree completely. Sure. Um, sure. Well, we did have, okay. Yeah, they, so winding it up, we did have dynamite on this page. So dynamite gives us yeah. this week. So there you go. This is uh, our um, dynamite. We kind of returned to butts yeah. a little bit. Okay. Well, yeah. you're going to laugh, but I have no problem with any of these red Sonya covers. None no, whatsoever. They're done. Mm-hmm. They're fine. Yeah. They're there. That, that one in the center is very well rendered. It's, it's. Oh great. yeah. Isn't that, what's his name? Um, who did a uh, cry for Dawn? Lisner, Linsner, uh, yeah, Lins, Lins, Linsner, Lisner, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's him. I know that artwork yeah. anywhere. He's excellent. Yeah. How are you gonna? Mm-hmm. Who, who's gonna get mad at that? It's it's not yeah. exploitative. She's covered in scars and blood. Yeah. Um, my biggest problem with Red Sony is why is he wearing a fucking bikini? She's a soldier for God's sake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's you know, if you get problem, past that, yeah. if you get past that, that's a solid piece of art. It, it does feel like Jungle Fantasy kind of wrecked it for everybody else. It's like we can't. Do it. <laughs> we're, we're, everything else is like, yeah, yeah, you could have somebody completely naked on the cover. It's like, ah, it's tasteful. It's good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 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 Anyway, he's still um, in the game and his artwork is like, it's weird with some of these older creators. Like, some of them you can tell they're sort of past it by their new stuff. And some of them, they're like, holy crap. They're so much better, and they were good before. Like they just don't stop improving. It's terrifying. Yeah, like, it's true. Yeah, they they. Uh, there's a lot of good. I, I just wish they would take some of these creators and give them a bunch of money and do like one 
OGN. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, let's get a. I agree with you. Oh, it'd be nice. I agree with you. Plus, like I said, some of them are are way better than they than they were when they were at their apex, fame wise. Mm-hmm. Like, grab them up. What the hell, Jim Balint? <laughs> anyway, well, so I need to have the book. Yeah. As you can see here, the, the cover of My Little Pony Transformers, uh, right here. Uh, probably not. This is this is definitely Marvel action, Captain Marvel. Um, Revenge of the Bronies. Man. Yeah. No, I think this is tarot. Uh, tarot. Sorry, tarot. Tarot. Yeah, it's tarot. It's comic. tarot. Yeah, from Broadway. Rich of the Black Rose. God bless mm-hmm. him. Very nice. He stays on point. Look, I'm sure there's. I've seen him at conventions. He's got a big ass table and a whole crowd of people around it. Yeah, that means that's his niche. Those are people. That's an audience being served. That's so, right. Serve yeah, them absolutely. Um, as somebody red asked, five, yeah, uh, red five there's, is here. Yeah, they're still at it. I mean, uh, what was it? Um, Atomic Robo was making yeah. them like all their money, and um, the reason uh, Brian Clevenger left uh, Red Five and moved it over to digital, and then IDW picked it up, was because Red Five was. Uh, using all these profits from Atomic Robo to prop up their other books. No, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, so it was like, nope, and and pulled out of that. And uh, uh, Brian Clevenger right now has a Kickstarter up for a 20th anniversary uh, book edition of 8-Bit Theater. So. Oh, nice. What? Yeah. Oh, I mm. might have to go support that. Yeah, I think it's almost over, too. So definitely check it uh, when you get a chance. Oh, you asked what happened this week, Perch. I'll tell you what happened. I received in the mail my Elsa Charitier. uh, Very nice. um, Arc book, volume two, from the Kickstarter that she does. And uh, that girl can draw her ass off. Like, holy crap. Absolutely. That was a nice thing to get in the mail. When did that close? That was a a while ago, wasn't it? A while ago. A while ago. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. I was pleased to see that it arrived. I had forgotten. I, you know, so long ago I'd forgotten about it. it I think nice that's surprise. how a lot of uh, Kickstarter and crowdfunding stuff works now. Is like you, it, it, you get late and then you forget it, and then it's like Christmas. It's like something arrives in the mail, and you're like, "Oh my god, I, I, I've completely forgotten about this," and then you get that happy moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the last Ronin, it's May, and we're at issue okay. number three. How about that? It's a good thing. That it, is isn't the, that the last the, issue? Three or five. Three or five. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. Now I'm looking. I'm, yeah. not a, I'm not a Turtles guy, so I can't have any opinion really one way or the other. This was a book that it felt like they bought completely in that they, they didn't anticipate the interest. And can somebody in the chat remind us, like, when did issue number one come out? It was last year. <laughs> it had to be October. It was like October or November, I think. It uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was October, November, I thought. And uh, I think... Yeah. We are, yeah, $9 for Last Ronin. It is oversized, but yeah. It is, yeah. Okay. Uh, and we're, we're, I mean, we're hoping that this series ends this year, right? We're hoping we get issue five <laughs> in December, I think, at this point. But So what is it? All the turtles are dead, but one of them? Exactly. And it's that adventure? Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. Is, it, is, it, is it Rafe? It's Rafe, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's it, well, it's bloody, and I won't spoil it for you, but it's 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 oh, okay. kind of returned to its okay. roots and all that, and it's a good story. It's just they are definitely, uh, you know, 
they're, they're definitely taking their time. Oh, we don't know which turtle it is. No, we okay. do. I, we do. Yeah, they they tell. But us. you don't want to spoil it. You don't but you find it. out in okay. issue two. Yeah, I don't think you find out in issue one. I think you. I thought you found out at the end of issue one. But again, somebody can. Yeah. Can put there. I know they're they're pushing uh, Janica in the main series, so that's that's what they're busy doing. Um, I have no idea who that is. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Image is just putting out like everything uh, on. <laughs> Like this is the biggest uh, right. forever. Um, yeah. Well, Bitterroot just got its big movie deal, so they're probably going to get a huge spike. Yep. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I love Monstrous. Yep. I love Monstrous. Never miss an issue of Monstrous. Nice. That is just some. That's like a feast, a Monstrous sumptuous a feast. Great series. I, I enjoy it very much. Mm -hmm. uh, um, what else have we got? Uh, I go in and out. Of, oh, excellence! Yeah. Why are there? Is that second printings on one's, excellence? Yeah, one's getting, one's getting reprinted there. So okay. And I normally weed those out. I don't know what happened. Uh, yeah, but um, I love Haha. Ha Haha ha is a great book. Yep. I I love that so much. Um, but, but yeah, the the other stuff here, like um. I don't know. I mean, obviously, Department of Truth is a big uh, fan base. Same thing with Bitter Root, but I I feel like. Image Comics is still in a like throwing shit on the wall and seeing what sticks kind of mode. Mm -hmm. um, that you know, not having uh, a flagship like saga. Like I, I think people might have underestimated not the publisher but like the fans how much Saga and Walking Dead coming out like it. It was a you know way to lift everything up. Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah. without without like a big like without like those two like monumental uh, successes, you're mm -hmm. having less people that come in and be like, "I'm reading these," and like, "Oh, I should pick up like, oh, there's a new image number, oh, right. there's a new image title." Like, there's less of that mm -hmm. now, which I'm pretty can sure. You, is, yeah, hmm? can they predict that? I mean, who knew that freaking Walking Dead was going to blow up a black and white grayscale zombie comic? Yeah. from oh, yeah. an indie publisher and saga the same thing full disclosure by the way and now it's a point of pride i own every issue of saga but i've never read a single issue oh wow there you go i just and i have them in hard copy i just went and started buying it on the idea i, I know i'm gonna like this and i just never got around to it and then i looked up and it was a year later and i had read zero issues of saga <laughs> and Jeez. i was like well now i have to continue this now i gotta be the guy who's never read it Oh, yeah, one no. day you're gonna you're gonna sit down like ready to read through that series. You're gonna have them up, and then you're just gonna hate it, and it's gonna be. A oh my god, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's that's why since you can't predict it, I think that's why it just has that feeling of like let's just throw stuff around, let's let's see what what catches fire, and nothing's caught fire like that. But I think that's part of why you've seen a, a redoubling on Spawn. Um, yeah. If you, if you look, the timeline of Saga and Walking Dead ending and all the effort put into Spawn does kind of align. Pretty. Yeah. They're yeah. trying to make make fetch happen. Yeah. I get it. Okay. Well, we'll no, see. for sure. Um, in, in Savage Dragon, uh, the Savage Dragon's son and his wife are going to have sex. So that's that's coming up in that issue. Oh Christ on a crutch. We can, there you uh, go. can assume that uh, there. Did anyone see um what was it? Uh I think it was yesterday. Uh Tom Brevort um 
was just talking about how much he liked uh, Invincible more than Savage Dragon. <laughs> Everything <God. laughs> crap on Eric Larson this week. He was just you know tweeting, what tweeting. <laughs> but you know what's weird? Yeah. You can say what you want, but just not and probably not to the extreme that that Spawn is. But um, Larson's been doing one thing for mm-hmm. quite some time, and he's got a rock solid fan base to buy that thing. He so, does. It's very stable numbers. Yeah, not yeah, not like it, high, but stable. He knows yeah, exactly. Like what it or doing. don't like it, he can do whatever the hell he wants. That's his baby. Yeah. So, no, it's, I I appreciate people sticking with it. He's 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 the next Dave Sim. Wait, no, I don't yeah. want to say. Well, that. you all got to go back and do <laughs> the next Dave Sim. Got to go back and rewatch those uh, the cartoon, the Savage Dragon. Cartoon. No, you don't. Don't yeah. don't send people to do that. That's yeah. just. That's just cruelty to animals now. Why well, you do that. You haven't watched the cartoon, and then you send them all those issues where Savage Dragon's having sex. And just <laughs> like, what the hell? No. Like, I've how got, did this happen? <laughs> I've got the uh, the numbers for Spawn, which is quite – I mean, people like to say, when are we getting them? They're get, you're getting them soon. But Spawn is an interesting sales analysis because it, it really is kind of all over the place. It goes up. It goes down. Uh, not randomly, but there's a lot of movement there. Whereas Savage Dragon is like this this slow, con- very consistent drop, uh, but slow. And then it hits this base point and doesn't move. Like Savage Dragon is, an, is amazing how the volumes of right. comics, like in, in There was a year where there was like a 30-issue movement. I mean, just did nothing changed. It was, it was wow. Cool, but it just, he, he finds his piece and then he, he sits there and... Uh, and it's it's interesting. Whereas Spawn has like hundred k, hundred twenty five k swings up and down. It's it's pretty. Nuts, That's but, wild. Yeah. So anyway. wait. So um, McFarlane is. It's the toys that are keeping him alive. Then. Well, no. Well, yeah. I mean, definitely, he's made money off that, and and the comic is done. I mean, the comic's done well, but it's uh, it, it Spawn's interesting because it it goes very low, and then it just rises back up and then it, it it's just he, he pulls it up and it's not usually the artist it's I, you know it, it comes and goes but it's it's an interesting it's an interesting analysis whereas savage dragon is a very boring analysis it just hits a point and stays <laughs> okay fair enough but again he's the one doing it it's all him yeah and no you know, sure. enough people out there like it to justify production so yeah go crazy yep yeah, I, I, I mean, if you find something you like and you do it and you own it, it's more power to you. And, yeah. you know, you know exactly how much okay. you can make every month. There's some comfort in that. So I'm all over Beta Ray Bill. I think that book is smoking hot. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Warren Johnson is very good. Is so good. He's another one I slept on for too long. Like, uh, I didn't get into his stuff until like towards the end of last year. And again, I was just like, what the hell was I thinking? Why wasn't I reading this guy's work? Yep. Now, some people are noting they might pick up X Men for Nimrod. Uh, apparently, there's almost no Nimrod in this book. Just <laughs> it's mostly Mystique uh, and trying to get uh, her wife resurrected. So, so oh, sorry. she wants Destiny back. Of course, yeah. she does. Yeah. Would they have some rule about no precogs are allowed to be yep. brought back? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's uh, going to cause some trouble. Yeah. So that's oh, yeah. what it's about. So if you're if you're looking for Sentinels and Nimrod and and this cover, you're you're not going to get this cover. So. Great. Oh, that's anyway. so funny. Um, um, the final issue of Black Panther. That's wrapping up. Um, yeah. The... Before the relaunch <laughs> that they already we already know about. So. Yeah. 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 Great yeah. that we're getting the relaunch. Well, you know. uh, 
Uh, uh, what can I say? And- I, I'm still licking my wounds on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wheezy and Walt on X-Men Legends. There's that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Down That's for that. Cool. Wait a minute. Let me check my uh, comicsology. Do I already have one of these? You should have issue three. This is the second part. So. Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, I've got that. I've got issue three right there. Yeah, and that's gonna be now, all these um, Heroes Reborn books I haven't read yet. Yeah, um, you and many people. Um, the uh, <laughs> well, I bought and, them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, X Men Legend. Uh, yeah, so so Shadow Man, mm-hmm. Valiant. Are, are either of you in on the new Valiant or? Yeah, I know. Um, no. Yeah, I, I read the first issue of, of the new Shadow Man. I don't know. Is that called Shadow Man 2020? Yeah. Because it came out this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I read the first issue, and, and I, I, again, not knocking anyone working on it. Um, it's just that I don't know who these books are for because there was like a decent amount of continuity yeah that like i feel like you needed to know when you were reading it because they don't hold your hand through a lot of this and i'm like there's some stuff if you didn't read like some of that original like i think it was like david michelinie like stuff yeah from like the 90s you might be like what what's going on here you know and i'm like i don't think everyone's read it (laughs) that (laughs) that you're having picked this up so i don't know if this is the best approach but are all right yeah like (laughs) Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I don't know. I feel like they they sort of petered out with Valiant. They had a, such a strong reboot, really and I was all over it for a minute, and then I don't know. Nothing happened. I just lost interest. Well, I feel like because I was all in, I was getting every single issue they were putting out during the original relaunch when it was just like four titles. Right. And then they started expanding, 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 and that's when I was like, okay, well, like what that turned into. Yeah is instead of buying more books, I whittled it down to like two. Right. It went the op- it made everyone do the opposite thing. Yeah. And it's not just Valiant. A lot of places people do that. And I feel like everyone takes the wrong lessons from, from these sort of things. And it's a bit disheartening. Um, speaking of a bit disheartening, uh, <laughs> as some people pointing out, uh, that, that rabbit didn't need to be in that mirror, I think, right? Um, Well, no. I mean, I don't, I don't the, know what that's about. Yeah, this is uh, Xenoscope, who uh, yeah. puts out comics. <laughs> yeah, Man Goat and Bunny Man, number two. I don't Whatever, know where the Man Goat is, but maybe that's a good thing that we're not. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah. I, I, I. The rabbit looks I, alarmed. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm with the rabbit. Source Point Press. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I. I They've got a lot of things coming out. I, I do want to thank, I, I should have mentioned earlier, a scout uh, has been sending a lot of really nice uh, like marketing material explaining their comics, which has been very much appreciated. And I'll, I'll turn that into some videos and things. But I, I, I love their taking a good shot at marketing, which is really nice to see. That, okay. That's awesome. Um, yeah. 20 fists. Um, what was it? That source point. That's uh, my buddy Frankie White does that comic. So very uh, nice. So yeah, I mean, people check that out. There's, there's, I don't know a lot of these other ones. It's a lot of stuff. Yuki versus Panda. What's going on? <laughs> what but, the hell um, does that even mean? I don't even know I, what that means. I have to imagine it's similar to the cover we're seeing here. 
Um, I mean, and damned cursed children is just what I mutter to myself every time I go into like a restaurant and there's a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I got, I got, I have nothing for or against any of the comics I'm looking at because mm-hmm. I don't know anything about any of them. For sure. Like, literally nothing. Tim well, carved out an interesting little niche with Money Shot, and that's that seems okay. very yeah. Well. Money Shot go, goes over well. It could be more hardcore, but that's a different question or a different conversation. Um, what was it? Resident, my my buddy um, Skyler uh, is the illustrator on that book right now. Um, was it heavy? That's uh, Max Bemis and Eric Donovan. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. What was it? So all you people that thought, you know, where'd Max Bemis go from comics? He's, he's he still doing vault. comics. Yeah, yeah. He's, at, he's at Vault. Also, another Marvel writer at Vault, uh, Blue Flame number one, that's Chris Cantwell. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. So that's going to be in that comic. Yeah, it's a superhero book he's doing through Vault. And then uh, Engine Ward is um, Joe Isma is the artist on that one. Okay. Okay. And uh, and uh, Giga is uh, Alex uh, Pacnadel, who who's done some uh, Marvel stuff, but uh, yeah, I, I think I he that. he really blew up with uh, at Vault with Frendo a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah. So we like Vault. I haven't checked out any of their material. Yeah, they, they put cut. out some good stuff. I, I really like the autumnal. I really the plot is yeah. is one of their best books for like a horror book. That's uh, Michael Marici and uh, and uh, okay. Tim Daniel. Uh, I'll put them on the list. Yeah, there's I, some, I, I love there's a new, some, I love a new company. It's it's yeah. a little bit of everything. There's some good stuff. There's some stuff I've really enjoyed from Vault, and there's some stuff that's been terrible. So it's 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 they've got a lot of different things for different people. But yeah. I will take recommendations. Yeah, that's sure. great. Um, in terms of manga, here's what we've got here. Now, I I want to point out, like we're as we're looking at this cover. So earlier this week, and and we don't need to go into the who, but there was this comment that was made that uh, since the U, well, kind of I'm paraphrasing, but the U.S. comics cleaned up their act and uh, manga's where the perverts are at. Um, <laughs> you know, in, in hindsight to what we just went through over the last seven or so pages, I I, I, I don't know if that. Uh, I mean, the the no, sexiest thing we have actually, here is a girl eating a giant burger. Um, yeah, yeah, that's I think, uh, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know who made that comment, but um, <laughs> manga isn't all encompassing, so it no, goes no. all the way from you know stuff for two or three year olds all the way up to triple X porn. So sure. you can't really point oh, yeah. at any particular individual manga and go, "That's representative of manga." Like, it, it, there's nothing representative of manga. Yes. Like, that's, yeah. Oh. It's it's I, I I always hate when genres are described that way. Like uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it must be the incels that are reading the manga. It's like uh, okay, but mm-hmm. you, I point you to uh, Jungle Fauna, Jungle Fantasy Comics. Um, exactly. <laughs> I would like. Well, what's to, that company? NBM, right? That's all they put out is uh, sure is a uh, high grade porn, basically. Where yeah. very well, it's well French. Well drawn. Not all of them. Some of them. Not are all of it's French, but they put out a lot of French books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, they put out high grade porn. It's still yeah, porn. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really well drawn. <laughs> oh yeah, no, um, for, for sure. But they they put out some some good stuff. Uh, what was it? Terry over there is a he's a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's, so. it's like somebody saying here. I'm, I'm always. Uh, it's always nice when people generalize an entire culture uh, in one tweet. Uh, but okay. Yeah. Well, um, MBM is in the same office as uh, Paper Cuts. Yes, which is, hysterical. Uh, 
where uh, Jim Salacrup, uh, when we interviewed Jim Salacrup, he was at the Paper Cuts office, like across from MBM when we were talking to him. That's he was. He was in his office. Yeah. yeah. It was that. That was that was so good. It's so funny. Like I, I love I love Jim so much. Yeah, that That's was a fun like interview. Larry Flint being across from Walt Disney. <laughs> that was also the case where in that interview we could have easily gone six hours. Like, oh, for sure. No, I, I love I, I love Jim to pieces. Every once in a while, I'd like run into him in like the street and just be like, Jim. Yeah. And uh, I sat next to him when we watched it. We we were at the Marvel screening for uh, Avengers: uh, Infinity War. Yeah. And, uh, Jim's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That uh, was a good time. Yeah. I, best title on here. Somebody already said, but I think uh, "Hard Boiled Stories from the Cat Bar." That's got to mm-hmm. be that. You know, yeah, well, it's making me think because didn't you? I, I they've had them oh. here too, but those like cat cafes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went to one at, at they had one at one of the San Diego cons, yeah. or at oh. least one was in. And I went, what the fuck? And it was no, it wasn't because of the con. I was there because of the con, and we <laughs> said, hey, let's go to the cat bar. And I was like, you're you're full of shit. There's no such thing as that. Oh yeah, and sure <laughs> as hell, there really was. Oh no, my god. I mean the the trick with pet ownership. So you have puppy bar, puppy coffee, and and cat bars in uh, in japan and there's there's ones with bunnies as well i know and um that you can go and you can just pet bunnies while you have your coffee but there's also you know there's also you know the maid cafes and the host host cafes where like there's guys dressed up in shorts and a tuxedo top and you know they will you know but it's it's the the goal is to uh there's one of the funniest ones is you go in and it's um it's either my girlfriend cafe or my ex-girlfriend cafe. And basically what they do when you come in is they flip a coin and you're either getting your loving girlfriend or your hated ex-girlfriend serving you. Oh my God. It's so, like, it's like it's a whole other country. Yeah. Is what it's like. Yes. It's like, it's all. Like, other what are those people up to? Yeah. <laughs> it's but like it, back when they used to have those crazy restaurants in like Times Square, like Mission to Mars and like that Ninja restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. There's a ninja restaurant? There, there used to be a ninja restaurant in Times Square. Oh my god! There, there is um, that. I did my. Uh, I'll, I'll get off it, but I could. I could talk about this for three hours. But <laughs> Japan loves the theme restaurants, and yes. uh, they've, they've got uh, they've got catch a fish restaurant where you sit around a, a pool and you they give you a fishing pool uh, and they you pull a fish out of the water. And then somebody rushes over and slices it up on your on your table, which is pretty awesome um, and horrifying if people don't like fish. And uh, they they also have the they have their version of the ninja restaurant where you come and they they try and sneak the food onto your plate, which is also pretty hilarious. So <laughs> that that's pretty hysterical. Great. Yeah. I would oh. pay money for that. Did, oh my uh, God. <laughs> is is gas panic still in Rapungi? Oh yeah, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that always felt get out more offensive, but it's definitely there. Yeah. Nice. I oh, I, I, I saw I someone in the chat mention the WWF restaurant in Times Square. I've been oh, to yeah. that a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's a look up themed restaurants Japan. You will see a lot of things. Uh, there was a cadaver restaurant there where they would wheel out this fake cadaver with food inside no, of it. And you would open no, it. No, no. Hard pass. <laughs> Yeah. Hard fucking bats. Yeah, no. that was like super, super gross. Yeah, so like to, oh the, to the point. Yeah. So I should. What, what the here. hell? Yeah. So, okay, what am I looking at here? Just no, just as a just a point. Oh, out. I see what it's, you're uh, saying. Yeah. You know, I I don't know that manga. Uh, you know, I, I, maybe they don't have that 
as what do we say? We have to keep correcting everyone. These manga is not a genre. It's a delivery system. That is okay. Yes. Comics are not a genre. They are a delivery system for storytellers. Mm -hmm. So of course they run the fucking gamut. Of course they do. And and a bigger gamut. I mean, last week we had what we had Dick Fight Island as one of the titles. (laughs) Yeah. I mean yeah, and I made the joke last week too, but I'm like, I know Steve Orlando must have been kicking himself because uh, he he absolutely <laughs> would have named a comic Dick Fight Island. Yeah, that is some funny shit right there. It is. Oh my god, they they have they have everything. It's absolutely true, and and that's uh, and it's nice. And I do think that's the thing I'd love for comics in the U.S. to to learn and copy a little bit. Like, there's room for everything. Agreement. You know. Agreement. Yeah. More. Agreement. So. We have here, let's talk Green Lantern for a minute, if you don't mind. Let's uh, go, baby. So, I, I, first <laughs> of all, uh, you put in a lot of, like, issue two brought a lot of mythology to the table. Yeah, um, yeah. How, I, I, like, you were you you answered a number of questions it feels like people have had for a long time. Like, why are there so many Earth Green Lanterns and just mm-hmm. where things fit? Did did your editor or did somebody come to you saying, you know what, we really would like for you to answer these questions? Um, or no. did you just come up with that pitch? Well, it was a little I won't say a hard no. What they what they liked about the world building. Oh my god damn it. All right. If I start getting too fucking long-winded, please just cut me off. No, no. Um no. all right. Um when I pitched the original John Stewart story, there was a lot of world building that went into it because it was a sort of off to the left story. Mm-hmm. And I now in hindsight, am thinking that all of the world building I did for that, they were like, huh, well that, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So um, basically a lot of my thoughts are, um, what do you call it? Um, if this is true as established in the canon, then why isn't this true? And mm. if they had no good answer, they're like, I guess it's true. And I was like, cool. And it goes into the checkbox. So when it evolved out into me writing the whole book, they were making sure that I kept all of that stuff. Mm. So, um, and one of the things that I had to get by them, I didn't have to fight to get by them, but I asked them questions like, do you want me to address this? Would you, would you care if I address that? You know, um, what are we gonna do about the Morrison verse? Because it's basically his take is his own take. It's as if you let Jack Kirby lose on it. So, um, and they were like, basically do your thing and we'll pull you back if you go too far. So these are a lot of it is just my own thoughts about how to reconcile a bunch of, uh, a bunch of stuff that it's just almost like pruning a tree. It's nothing that any individual creative or an editorial team did on purpose. But after 20 odd years, it's like, do we need that to be that way? Or if that's true, then doesn't that erase this other thing? And if they're both true, then one of them might be a lie. And they're fine with it right now. I don't know why, guys. I honestly don't. There's no, like, um, I'm constantly, not the fake way, like, I'm surprised they're letting us get away with this shit. Not yeah. that. But I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm more like, I will just post up stuff knowing that it's probably going to get shot down. And only about 10% of the stuff I've posted up so far has gotten shot down. So I'm like, cool, let's go. Until they tell me to stop, I'm going to keep going. And uh, no. yeah, it's it's um, no, it's it's been it's been great to answer. It, what what strikes me is like there's you're answering some questions to why this this the guardians operate the way they operate and other things that 
it really feels like somebody should have answered before. Uh, no offense, but like, I'm glad no. you're finally doing it. I, I just, I'm, it's nice. I'm thinking about it like a science fiction book. And even though it's a comic book and there's a lot of things you cannot do, there's a lot of baseline concepts that we've taken for granted because people just say them. But mm -hmm. I, I try to look at what the meaning is. So for instance, um, the Guardians have been alive for billions of years. Well, that means they're wildly dissimilar from basically every other organism right. in the universe, right? Uh, they're consciously, constantly aware of the multiverse and the omniverse. Again, making them very dissimilar to even their closest in age neighbor, right? Like maybe the controllers are similar to the guardians in that respect. Maybe mm -hmm. the Zamorans are similar to the guardians in that respect. But that's like four sets of cousins, maybe, right? Uh, that means that they're truly alien to basically almost every other species. Um, so let's play with their alienness, Let, not just physically alien, but per, like the way they perceive life, the way they interact with, with their, with their servants, the green lanterns with all of that to me was in play. Um, they're beyond good and evil from our concepts of good and evil. They're like Galactus. Like they're, they think they're doing the right thing, but they operate on such a scale that like, does the cancer cell think you're doing a right thing when you cure the cancer in the body? Wouldn't mm -hmm. the cancer cells have something to say about getting killed off? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. They might not be happy with the fucking doctors. You know, sure. like I have a right to try and live. I'm just doing what I'm doing. Why can't I win sometimes? Yeah. Like, so if that's been going on for four and a half billion years, 12 billion years. Yeah, like, it's going to really alter the perspective let, of everyone. Yeah, uh, let's play with it. Let's play with it. So, so some people are asking, what are some of your favorite sci-fi books, or, or do you have do you have like oh, a go-to? Shit. Yeah, I know that's a big um, question. I love. Well, I'm old, guys, so some of the things I'm going to say may be dated. I'm a big Roger Zelazny fan. Um, I'm a big Sean and McGuire fan, or Mira Grant fan, I should say, both actually. Um, let's see, what's his name? Um, Weir, who wrote The Martian, he's fucking amazing. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, the classic guys. I love Asimov and 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 Clark. Uh, huge Greg Bear fan. Uh, okay. Huge Tad Williams fan. Um, I, I I read a lot of this stuff. Like I'm, I I go back. Uh, Frank Herbert, but not the obvious Dune stuff. One of his favorite books is a a book called The Dosity Experiment. I recommend it highly. Um, and uh, my, probably my go to is Ursula Le Guin. Um, yeah probably my favorite top shelf. Um, yeah, Octavia Butler. Um, oh, and in, in Green Lantern lore, um, Nora Jemison. Yeah, uh, that chick okay. is freaking Olympic class. I was terrified that they wanted me to use uh, the Far Sector Lantern at all. I was like, are you people high? Just let that book sit on a, a shelf. Like that, that should just be like the same way I feel about Watchmen. You shouldn't have done anything with Watchmen. You should have let that just sit and be what it was. <laughs> like, I felt the same way about the far sector. And I'm supposed to be the guy to pick that one up? Mm, holy shit. So, yeah, I, I love sci-fi. I recommend those writers for sure. Um, what's his name? Stephen, uh, Stephen Brust. Uh, he's sort of a fantasy writer, not really a sci-fi writer. But, uh, um, hmm. yeah, I, I, I'm deep in the game, baby. I love that shit. I, uh, I'm curious to hear what you think, Joe, but real, real quick, on this panel we're seeing right here, um, I, I appreciated this scene, uh, both of these scenes, in the sense <laughs> that, because we first thought, it's, it, it was, 
remarkably, uh, it doesn't happen enough where you've got this untrained kid and you see these soldiers who have been training and fighting for decades or how, whatever in linear versus mm -hmm. time, like three weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just got the ring, you fuckers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I appreciated the, uh, the like, you're a kid. You know, the, just the simplicity of treating them like they're they are i mean it was yeah it was, it was very nice shocking shocking yes. well i mean i don't know i like we've talked about this a little bit certainly off off the mic but um yeah. i feel like superheroes should be unique both in power set and personality mm. and um uh brian bendis sent me a nice very direct uh, direct message on twitter saying thanks for using kelly because i guess he didn't know i was definitely going to use her and all that but um I just told him I promise not to kill her. Um, I've made no other promises about what happens with Kelly. <laughs> but um, perfect. Yeah, she's eleven, so let her be fucking eleven. So that means she's going to be sometimes courageous, sometimes annoying. All of the things you you as a parent know an eleven year old uh, would be like, and I think that makes her more interesting rather than less. It doesn't let all these people who hate her for being a Mary Sue. She is. She's obviously not that. Like after issue two, you can't think of her that way. So, um, and I think she adds a flavor of both wonder and irritation because she's constantly going, holy crap, you know, this is, this is some big shit we're dealing yeah. with, <laughs> holy crap. But on the other side of that, she wants to jump in and help. And I, I can't think that that's a bad thing. I don't do, I just don't do that like precocious, super genius kid. I don't, mm. I don't do that. So yeah. anyone who's looking for that, you're going to be disappointed because I'm never going to make a kid like that in any of my comics. Yeah, those are annoying. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, uh, respect for uh, those who do. I'm just not one of them. <laughs> you know, so we we should. You're seeing panels, obviously, if you're in chat. If you haven't read Green Lantern, you're getting a little bit of spoilers here. Um, so if if that matters to you, now would be the time to click away. But uh, some people in chat have mentioned it. So Jeff, it, it looked like uh, Simon is potentially in some bad straits in the end of this issue. Well. All the lanterns are in bad straits. I think if you use your brain, you can extrapolate what happened. So um, I don't know if I'm talking out of school. I hate that we all do this now, but back when we were kids, no one had access to the solicits. We just had to wait until the freaking book came up. Yeah, those are but the yeah. yeah, but the solicits for the next three issues, I think, are up. So you know Simon's yeah. not dead because he's mentioned in the solicits. Right. So... Um, Basically, for purposes of your audience, this is not really a spoiler, but the effect of what happened with the battery, the closer you were to it, the more explosive the effect. So the okay. further away from it you are, you, maybe your ring doesn't blow up, but it just goes dead. So um, that's not going to be any less deadly, but it's going to be less gruesome, I guess is a better way of saying it. Um, yeah. There's... With with both this and Future State, there was some conversation between me, the artist, and editorial about how gruesome. I think my tendency is to go a little bit darker, and the artist will draw what I write. They're not worried about it one way or the other. But sometimes when we see the art come back, the artist and I are on the same same page, and editorial's like, okay, we're going to dial that one back. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple of panels so far have had to be redrawn <laughs> because of what I wrote and what was drawn. <laughs> Now, but um, yeah, it's it's no, it's 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 it does. I, I like the characters in Jeopardy. It's it's almost like yeah. you have a kind, and, and so far uh, they're not 
kind of like Joe's comic, they're not eating. They're just having adventures <laughs> being in Jeopardy. So we well, Ke Kelly's, Kelly ate in the first issue and mentions being starving in the second issue. I'm trying to keep up with the food part, part of the story. <laughs> but, um, you know, it gets left behind sometimes. Now that you mention it, I'll make a point of putting in an eating scene. Yeah, we definitely, uh, well, not a scene. No, a, a full issue, just a dinner party. Oh, dear God. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. If I make it to the second arc, I will give you your dinner party. <laughs> if we survive to arc two, I promise you at least half an issue of people just sitting around eating and talking. Oh, we'll call it the perch. We'll, and I will name a character in it perch, just so you know I really did it. Oh, there you go. Okay. Oh, that's yeah, right. characters eating is so, tight. So can't wait. You'll see. It'll it'll be glorious. It'll be yeah. fucking glorious. That's I didn't say what they would be eating or who. I just said they'd be sitting around eating. Other lanterns. <laughs> this is how you get rid of Hal Jordan. They're eating they're eating. Uh, hey, oh, yeah. Poor Hal. Poor, oh, poor Hal. Yeah. Hal. I keep telling everybody Hal is the safest lantern in the entire book. Yeah. <laughs> I, they don't believe you, man. It's a, I don't know why. I'm not killing Hal Jordan. I promise you, Hal Jordan will not die. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's uh, it's 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 painful. Um, I I you want to the the fact of Earth having more green. This is a cool revelation in the book that the basically Earth is destined or is it, how do you put it? Yeah. to become the fifth world. Well, one of the things that um, it's fun being an old guy in comics is you remember a lot that the newer people don't even know existed. For instance, I didn't make that up. Grant Morrison made that up. Um, that the earth was going to one day be the fifth world. That's from one of the, I don't know, infinite or final crisis or one of those things where maybe seven soldiers, he made an offhand remark. One of the characters makes an offhand remark about it. And I thought that was kind of cool. So I threw it in there as a reason, as the underlying reason, not only for why there's seven green lanterns, but why so much shit just happens on the fucking earth all the goddamn time. Like, mm, yeah. It's important because it's the crux of heroes. So of course it generates all of this stuff. Like why are there so many Shazams? Why are there so many flashes? Why would the speed force constantly make more flashes? You know, why would the, I don't know, the gods of coincidence, it's not like the guardians gave those rings out. Oh, we need to give seven rings, you know, to these green lanterns. But how odd of a coincidence, which we established in issue one, the guardians don't believe in coincidence, right? That within one human lifetime, seven freaking green lanterns yeah like that's not a coincidence that's a pattern so like a coincidence is twice three times someone's doing it seven times that's a real freaking intent so let's just lean into it is my vibe right let's come up with a real reason i, I am I'm, not crossing over with linear verse that <laughs> okay, I don't even, answer there. i do not know what the Fuck that was. Well, good news because I, I don't like, know if anybody else does either. So I was like, wait, everyone's alive forever and remembers everything? What the hell? It's terrible. Uh how about yeah, what, how about this? Take Green Lantern a black label, go nuts. I mean, the question has not not crossed my mind. Um when I say that I'm surprised at what they're letting me do. That's part of why I'm like, there's a, there is a version of this where they just shove this over into the black label side and let me go off. Mm -hmm. um, I think they right now want some of the things I'm doing to become mainstream. Yeah. Um, not necessarily the stuff I'm even doing with the Green Lanterns, but more with the sort of general underpinnings of the cosmic right. DCU. Um, I think that they're liking that. So I think they want to 
keep, they, I think they want to keep me doing that stuff. Um, if you put it in black label, then it's, it's often its own little separate reality. And I don't think they want that right now. Um, but I wouldn't mind that. All I would change it would be from a PG, PG 13 to maybe sometimes an R from time to time. Like, yeah. I don't know. How <laughs> <you> can... <laughs> I do not represent DC. I represent the Green Lantern comic book. I have no knowledge <laughs> of any workings of anything. I read on the internet this week that apparently there's some giant crisis event that's coming yep. up in two years. I have mm -hmm. no knowledge of that. I literally have no knowledge of that. Oh, so. they're referring to the uh, the merger with Discovery is the crisis. Oh. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> funny. Funny. Yeah, I don't. I don't have knowledge of that. I, and I, I consciously don't seek out knowledge of that of that kind, That's unless it influences right. my book. If it if it doesn't influence my book, I don't care. Yeah. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to kill off any of their other characters, and they better not kill off any of mine. Like that i'm not worried about it otherwise yeah how about uh, are you crossing over the omniverse um i mean isn't everything automatically crossed over with the omniverse like the every yes you heard it like, here first yeah. <laughs> i guess so <laughs> um well i mean it depends what you mean by that right like <sighs> it's hard to talk about this stuff critically without sounding like you're criticizing other writers which i'm absolutely not doing there's no need for such a thing as an omniverse because once you have multiverse, that's everything. But mm -hmm. since we do have omniverse, yeah, I mean, I guess theoretically um, it crosses over with everything. So, yes. Okay. How about, uh, you always get the familiar faces, Ganthet, Raimi. Um, they're off with the blues, stuff. aren't they? Pardon? What's that? Uh, aren't they off with the blue lanterns right now? I believe so, yeah. Uh, Ganthet, pardon me, I'm sorry. Ganthet just got killed. He's part of the quintessence. Oh, okay. Just, Darkseid just killed him in Infinite Crap, right? Oh, Infinite, you're right. Uh, Infinite, right. Infinite, uh, what is it, Infinite Frontier Zero? Yeah, yeah he got dead. killed. So no more okay. Ganthet, baby. Ganthet gone. He gone bye-bye. Yep. Um, but so I didn't do that, so take it up yeah. with somebody. Yeah, I guess it would just be Remy, and she's probably feeling a certain amount of grief over the loss of her boy. But um, we're not going to be seeing too much of the other Spectrum Lanterns in this arc. Um, no. There's just not space for it. So um, we will see a couple of them. We've seen them, but I mean, they won't be playing a sort of gigantic front and center role in this arc. Yeah. Most of them. How about, uh, do you guys think Black Label will last? And for how long? And hey, Sean. Uh, hey, Sean. I, you know, Sean, your guess is as good as mine, man. I, I, I hope it lasts because of the freedom it affords the people that are participating in it. But, you know, I think it's all sales based unless some lunatic editor thinks we just don't need it. You know, I mean, if the books are selling under that, then they'll keep it. Like, I hope, I think. Yeah, I, I think, think, I, I think. I think there will always be something like Black Label. I don't know if they'll call it Black Label. That's a better answer. Yeah, you know, that. And um, speaking of, because I, I like to vet my frustrations with these kind of questions, I have, I, I own, 
I own two omnibuses. Uh, the uh, I own more than that, but two in particular I'm going to talk about here. The uh, Garth Ennis Hellblazer omnibus and the Nancy Collins Swamp Thing omnibus. Wow. They are black label omnibuses. There's no black label comics in it, but the comics start with the main DC comics and then become Vertigo comics. Weird. And I, 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 I hate it. I, I hate that they're like, oh, this is a black label comic that's DC and Vertigo. It's like I, 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 I don't know why um, both companies do this, but in this instance, particularly DC, they bend over backwards to make it as complicated to purchase and read their product. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you're going to dump Vertigo, which I never understood why that was necessary. Yeah. Um, I guess theoretically it puts black label on a clock because all it really is is a, a less it's a less specific version of vertigo. Mm -hmm. But I feel like and I felt like this for years, I feel like a tiered comic book offering system where I can go, oh, black label. Okay, it's that version of the DCU. Yep. And then that's for grown-ups. And I know as a parent, I don't I don't want to see my 12-year-old with any freaking black label books. Mm -hmm. You know, go read those yellow label or whatever the fuck the middle label is, you know, and I definitely don't want to see my five year olds with any black label books, but I want them to exist because the stories are awesome. So that to me, marketing wise would be a smart move, but I'm a comic book geek. Like it serves me to have it be that way. I have no idea what goes into these the marketing fans, literally no clue. So I think they're going to keep it going until the point that somebody in marketing decides that there could be this hot new brand like boobs mm -hmm. and guns, and then then it will be called that for a while. And, Boob window, uh, yeah, Boob or window. or a vertigo anniversary of some kind or something like sure. that. Like, I think what the, the other one, Helix. Yeah, Helix. Yeah, Helix. Helix. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's where Transmetropolitan came from. Yeah, yeah, it was the heat right? It was a science fiction version of Vertigo. Yeah, but it didn't and, last. Uh, it, and Howard Shakin's uh, Cyberella. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it will last. I think the concept will last, but I'll bet you the brand in five years is a different brand. Yeah. Sure, probably. Yeah. But I feel mm -hmm. like um, it circles back on what we've been talking about with with older creators. Is that part of I think the reason some creators age out is that they want to tell different kinds of stories. And it's my feeling that superheroes can't they they can't sustain the complexity of certain kinds of stories because of the restrictions that go with the baseline set of superheroes. But if you had a separate venue where it was okay for you know sexuality and hyperviolence and things like that, basically the difference between a PG, a PG thirteen, and an R but that it was dedicated so you knew for sure that's what it was, mm. I think there'd be less stress about it and that people would know where to deliver certain kinds of materials and they would not feel the need to sort of stretch the middle grade stuff yeah. to, to fit, you know, let the creators grow up and let them have a space to grow up into. But, but the, and they also have to, 
stop like they think a better overall strategy on the middle grade stuff because it, it seems like a lot of these the middle grade books that, that are being attempted lately are this is a kid superhero in middle school and their bully is their arch nemesis in the future and they have a, <laughs> they have a girl there or, or, or you know a same sex or opposite sex person they're interested in right um, and it turns out that you can defeat your bully without violence it's it's and it's just regurgitated <laughs> over and over again and they yeah. need yeah. they need yeah. to break that for like when i was a kid i wanted to watch and enjoy what adults liked i i wasn't like oh boy i'm 10 i better read stuff for kids like that's yeah, not how that's kids true. function so you have to at least trick the kids into thinking it's something that well, I think, adult would like. yeah, that's the problem too. Like, but there's a weird thing. I learned this in animation and it bugged me when I got into animation. There's a huge difference between writing for kids and writing all ages. Yes. yes right. For sure. um, what do you call it? Uh, Indiana Jones. Now, I don't know what the rating is, but when it came out, that was an, that was a all ages movie. The Raiders of the Lost Ark is an all ages movie. Which right? was great. So faces melt right. at the end. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, some kids can't take it, but a lot of kids could <laughs> because most of us saw that damn movie. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. so my point, my point on that is, there's a weird sort of conflating of for children and all ages when that's not true. So, if you just said this is DC Comics, DC Comics encompasses everything from regular DC Comics and in, in everything from stuff pointed at younger kids to young adults. But that if you really want to get rough, here's your black label. And I don't just mean rough in terms of violence and sex. I mean in terms of complexity. There are just literally certain kinds of stories that can't be told in monthly spandex beating up other people in spandex comics. You know, you need, you need edges on it. You need curves on it. The Watchmen is a good example. Um, it just trying to mix them with the DCU is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't make any sense to do that. It was not designed to fit that way. So, you know, you can do it because you own it, but why? You already have the originals with the Carlton characters. Just yeah. use them. <laughs> Go yeah. crazy. So anyway, whatever. I uh, I wanted to ask you. Joe pointed out that it was on a, a good sale, so picked up the uh, the Legion of Superheroes five years later omnibus. Um, this this particular set of panels uh, really reminded me of that. But but mm. how how good would or how um how useful is it for people to be maybe familiar with that run? Um, as your um, would you say? I would say this. Um, this is a Green Lantern book, but the backdrop of the Green Lantern book is all of Cosmic DC. Yeah. So, and my knowledge of Cosmic DC goes pretty far back. So if you want to, I don't know, pick up a whole bunch of Kirby stuff, you might want to do that. If you want to pick up the five years, five year gap um, in Legion or really anything in the Legion, um, almost any iteration of the Legion might help you. Um, Justice Society might help you. Oh, that's um, that stuff, you know what I mean? Like anything that involves uh, Alan Scott probably will help you. Um, okay. I, yeah, I tried very hard to create things out of the, the real DC cosmic mythology as well as the specific Green Lantern mythology so that once I'm out of it, 
other writers can pick up the threads that I don't have time to or never get an opportunity to. But like, for instance, with um, the magic lady, Iridian, well, she's under the impression that the star heart is buried inside Oa, but we all know that Alan Scott basically ate the star heart and it's him now. Yep. So yep. we've got a whole bunch of really powerful magical terrorists who have not yet found out that the star heart is a guy now. Yeah. I, I don't have any big plans to do anything with that yet, but that doesn't mean other people can't, Excellent. you know, so go have a ball. Like that's part of the fun of this to me is setting up new, new relationships, new paradigms. And yes, go and go and read all of DC comics because all of DC comics is influenced all cosmic DC comics. Joe Till is not oh, yeah. going to show up in this book. Okay. If, you, if you didn't read the uh, DC Universe uh, Decisions, uh, you'd be okay. You don't need to read that. Say that again? You don't need yeah, to read that exactly. limited series Decisions, the one where they no. all decided whether they were Republicans or Democrats? Oh, Christ on a crutch. Really? <laughs> no, you don't have to read that shit. You don't no. have to read that, that limited oh series? That was so much fun. No. Hey, spoiler, uh, Guy Gardner is a Republican. Oh boy, so sad for Guy. Whatever. Yeah. Like, and, and I mean, Green Arrow is a is a, is a is liberal. If you didn't know, yeah. so, if, yeah. if you didn't know that from from what nineteen seventy four or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I don't what know a what to say. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, here, let's see if we can nourish you a little bit. All right. So, um, three panels, same thing. You tell me, intentional or not intentional? What do you say? We'll we'll go here. How about this? Okay. This is this is old. So I think this is a gimmick. But what do you think, Joe and, and Jeff? Mm. Oh, <laughs> I know this one. Yeah. Unintentional. Unintentional, yeah. I think it's unintentional. I think that's a time. I think that's a difference of the time period when it was made and now. I don't think Boner meant the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of there was a period of time. It wasn't it wasn't a long period of time though. There was like uh, in the course of like half a year where there were the characters were suddenly making a lot of boners all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, definitely I I agree. I think it's unintentional, but it's funny in hindsight. And uh, didn't want, I mean Joe? I don't know if you did, one of the some of the the reprints have changed this. They've they've gone and edited the word. Have you have you picked up on that? No, um, I I haven't seen any of the reprint, but I'm sure they did at some yeah. point. Um, I'm not sure. I, I feel like with the Golden Age omnibuses and things like that, they've been doing. They've been trying to keep the original, but the, I I mean they've done a lot of reprints of some of the earlier stuff. So yeah, it uh, they 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 do it badly though. I, I'm, I'll grab some panels. I should have done it this time, but they said uh, like they do the. Uh, <laughs> What does he mean, Bruce? How can he force you into a dumb? And it just makes Robin sound huh? like he's an idiot. So it's uh... <laughs> anyway. There you go. All right, this one's an easy one. How about this here? This is another old Superman gag. Um... Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's. It. I think that's just out of context. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> there was uh, as as I do. You, do you remember the context behind this, Joe? By any chance? I'm not sure. I remember the context from from this one. I will say I might I, I might uh, split down the middle here in the sense that like I, I think the dialogue's unintentional, but I wouldn't be shocked if um, 
depending on if the artist knew what the dialogue was or not, having Lois make that face. Yeah. Did she get spanked? Because she's got those like out, outlines coming off her butt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did, recall, did the robot spank her? Yeah, the robot pounded. Well, not pounded. Uh, the robot uh, spanked her, I think, pretty good a bunch. And, and uh, Okay, then it's intentional. Right. Yeah. If the robot spanked her, it's intentional. Yeah, I, th I think uh, I'll have to go actually dig up this issue, but uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, it was a. That's right, a he's got it. A Superman robot spanked Lois for snooping. Yeah, no, that's all yeah. intentional. Yeah, that's somebody working out their jollies through the yeah. through the kitty books. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. Right. Sorry about it. Yeah, outlines. That's that's right. All right, Superman um, robot spanked Lois for snooping. God How about damn. this dialogue here? And and I'll say this one cuts a couple different ways. Um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I think it's unintentional, but damn. Yeah, I know that got that escalated quickly. Yeah. Holy shit! There's there's a bunch of things going on here with with Iron Man, and I think this is not Tony. I think this is Rhodey uh, when he was in the army. Oh Jesus Christ! He's I may be wrong, but. I do think you know the 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 thinker. If, if if Iron Man's coming at you, basically saying my fist is about to penetrate you, I, I think the <laughs> the thinker is peeing himself. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't want anyone in that suit saying anything like that to me. He, he certainly <laughs> wouldn't be able to help but pee himself if uh, Iron Man <laughs> came through with that promise too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. But yeah, I just think that's dramatic. I think it's just overly dramatic. It's dramatic. I mean, Iron Man Damn. looks like he is not fucking around here. He's like, no. he's he's also. Rhodey was a rough Iron Man. He was definitely a rough Iron Man. <laughs> he is he is prepared for some murder right now. <laughs> I'm here to murder you. I'm not playing around. Fuck. Yeah, I, I think this sums it up very well right here. Um, yeah, if he. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's weird too is that when you isolate these things out, I'm sure I read this comic and it didn't mean anything to me. Yeah. But when you take out the one frame, you're like, holy shit. Yeah, Iron Man is uh is it's he's he's done with diplomacy and now Yeah, I've had it. He's gonna put a new hole in you, is what's going on. Fuck yeah. you, thinker. Yeah, Fuck you, thinker. He's he's, he's iron, iron fisting man. That's terrible. No, no. <laughs> I'm the iron fisting man. Well, it's an amalgam character, really, is what it is. Yeah. yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah. Iron First fist. appearance of my fist. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, some 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 stuff. I, yeah, I, first uh, appearance of my fist, last appearance of you. <laughs> well played, <laughs> chat. Well played, chat. Well yeah, played. you guys know what you're doing. Um, it <laughs> that's a hell of a time. Um, this is this turned out to be a, a crazy week, and um, I'm waiting for uh, you know Mumbles is is going to criticize this particular segment of comics that came out this week, but I think he's going to okay. Be because I think this week is one that he might appreciate uh, here. I do, I do appreciate the uh, nonplussed view of Sue Storm here. He's, <laughs> like, he is, I'm so killing everyone in this room right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> Sue is Sue is over it. She is not happy with this idea. Um, yes, absolutely. So uh, this this week gave us absolutely first issue of Alpha Flight and the other first issue of this little comic that a few people apparently like. 
So whoa, own both of them. Yeah, I um, I, I hear you can still get uh, Spawn number one at just about any comic shop. Yeah, there there's really a lot out there. No, there's a lot. I'm, I'm stupid. Really? Did they make a lot? No, they didn't. There's a few of those actually. Well, there had to have been a variant cover. I'm guaranteeing there was a variant cover. There was, uh, yeah, there was there was a bag version. I thought I, I'm not, or maybe yeah. I'm using with Spider-Man number one, which definitely had a couple versions out. But uh, uh, yeah. I loved Alpha Flight. I loved them when they showed yeah. up in the X-Men the first time, and I was I was all in. Well, I was a burn victim at the time, so yeah, basically he could have he could do no wrong. And when this showed up, I was like, Oh dear God, I'm ready for it. Yeah, no, this this was a good week. Uh, this was a good week of number ones. I mean, both of these had a, definitely an impact on on comics, and I, I, I love Burn during this time. It was I fun. love how much they're making sure everyone is going to buy Alpha Flight number one. You you write <laughs> X Men on the cover. You have Spider Man, Cyclops, mm -hmm. Captain America, Daredevil, the Fantastic Four. You're just like everyone's here, buddy. Come on, mm -hmm. yeah. pick mm -hmm. it up. I don't think he oh would appear in the comic, but uh, yeah. No, no, it was just a cover. You yeah. know what he was doing. Mm -hmm. But uh, Spawn, when Spawn came out, this was 92, I, I think. And this this was yeah. uh, this was before you'd had a lot of image number ones come out and then like no number twos for a while. So this was when like the, you felt the industry changing in a pretty major way. Mm -hmm. you, you had this mm -hmm. one of the biggest guys at Marvel suddenly doing his own thing and there's the cape and and all of his art and I mean it was just it was a it was a big deal. This was a Yeah. This, well, this was, was a, really before, What was it? That was before the um that big image signing at uh, Golden Apple Comics where they had yep. like the helicopter and everything like Oh yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's correct because it was I think the same year the first time I went to San Diego was that year and they had the freaking image spaceship yep. at, in the middle of the convention center. And I was like, Who, what the? And didn't we have to wait? I remember that there was one of the books everyone was waiting for, and I think it was Wildcats, that yes. Spawn came out and there was, they announced Wildcats. And then it, its first issue was like a month late or something. There were so many delays. We, yeah. Yeah. We were losing our shit, man. Like, we were like, where the fuck is Wildcats? Mm -hmm. And it's like you haven't even read Wildcats. All you've seen is the cover. What are yep. you talking about? <laughs> it, it was. I mean, to Todd's credit, and I, it's it's funny. Uh, he, he reservedly so gets a lot of credit for for his art and everything he's created. The one thing that I don't think he gets nearly enough credit for is he he more or less chipped his comic on time. And right. at Image, that was. I mean, he carried a lot of other kind of the founders by actually getting his comic out on time. And mm -hmm. even when he, I think, became aware he wasn't going to be able to put his comic out on time, or like, you know, he, he, he then handed it off to somebody else so the comic could keep going. And that was, I wish a lot of others would have done that. But, yeah. You know, uh, I think, well, you guys know better than me. I think a lot of creative types are not also business heads and they assume it's going to be easy. And yep. um, I think McFarlane is just a really good businessman. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. He is. Yeah. There, there's that video of him on like QVC hawking comics. Yep, from yeah. like the nineties. Yep. You got to check that out, yep. people. He is he was he, not uh, playing around. Yeah. He 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 did not meet a business challenge that he didn't like. I mean, he or not child. I mean, he 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 constantly hawked his stuff, and and other creators at various times would be too good for that kind of stuff. And McFarlane would 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 go to all kinds of things to get the comics out. So good on him. Yep. But I own both of these too. Right. Yeah, so two right. other number ones this week. Elf Quest, which kind of 
you know, Epic, a lot of people have forgotten ElfQuest, but this was a big deal. Yeah. Elf, yeah. ElfQuest was the shit. And I remember buying that when it was warp graphics in its oversized black and white version. I mm -hmm. tracked ElfQuest wherever it went. Like whatever publisher it was at, I was there for it. Yeah. Um, it, it was one of those, I, I don't know, it just got, it weirdly got lost in the shuffle. I always thought it would blow up and have its own like little movie industry based on it, animated series based on it. And it just never, uh, it just yeah. never caught. And I, I still think there's an audience for it. I just don't know why it hasn't, um, hasn't blown up. Yeah. I do too. I think it would fit. Um, I think this is one of those cases where you kind of want to see Netflix or somebody do an animated series based on this and, and yeah, some interest. It would be a, it'd be a good plan. Yeah. And Invaders was my jam, dude. God Invaders damn. Was great. Yeah. I love both of these. What else? We yeah. And, and two more. So like, this was the week of number one. So Archer and Armstrong. Speaking oh, of Valiant. Yeah. Oh, well. yeah, I, I own these both too. How yeah. weird is this? Wait, yeah. wait. That guy Gardner reborn. Let me take my brain back. Hold yeah. on. Is this the one where he didn't have a ring and wanted a ring and yep. went around trying to get the yellow ring and going through all of these crazy shenanigans to get the yellow ring? Because that yep. book was insane. This was a crazy, this was a limited series, right? This is a three issue, I think, series. Yeah, and uh, exactly right on the Joe cover, Staten on the art. Yep. Oh yep, Joe Staten. By the way, if you haven't listened to that, there's a great interview with him up that Joe's an awesome oh, guy. Oh, it's up. Great. Yeah. yeah, he's the politest guy in the world. He he said the nicest things about not liking Dick Giorgiano and things like that. It was... <laughs> Nobody liked him. Why? What did he do to everyone? I don't know, but he he is so polite about it. It is it is ridiculous. He is. It, it was such a great interview because he is very yeah yeah just a class guy all around. But. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. that is a wild book. Everybody should do themselves a favor, even if you don't buy it. <laughs> you need to read that book. It is in fucking crazy. Now, are you going to be putting Guy Garner in this outfit uh, in your series? <laughs> well, no. no. <laughs> we're not. We're not getting him in a uh, midriff. No crop top for for crop top. Sun's I think he's a right. one piece guy. I think he's yeah. really a one piece guy. I don't think he's a bikini guy. No. Well, so, he's not yeah. in the crop top verse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, 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 <laughs> all right. Two. I, 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 this was the week of number one. Bring, but, yeah, how bring about back the, that outfit, you coward! Oh this, my God, uh, Bart Sears. Yeah. Yeah, Bart Sears and uh, Walter Simonson there on uh, RoboCop. Yeah. 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 I both of these. Okay, talk about your variant cover. This one for sure had a three-dimensional jewel it as did. part of the cover Which of the variant. Sucked. I, I mean that, yeah. that fucking thing uh, ruined every comic. Like there was one good copy of this. It was one on the top. <laughs> I'm sorry, the one on the bottom. The one on the bottom was right. Good. Everything else the got one on the bottom. Yes, this, <laughs> so this stupid little plastic jewel pierced through every comic that was stacked on top of it. It was a pain in my ass. So, <laughs> we'll always. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this come up and I'm like, ah, this fucking thing. I haven't thought about it in like 20, <laughs> you know, 20 years. Anyway. Um, I've been yeah, to the so, wars, baby. Let me tell you about the great jewel fiasco yeah, of 1993. I, I'm, 
old and crappy. I said it before you did. Um, the uh, no that so for those of you who don't know this cover shipped with a little pink or purple plastic jewel that that was kind of three dimensional with a sharp the sharp ish edge on the uh, on the jewel that was kind of glued to the cover there, and uh, it was a pain in the ass. Um, so oh my god, those yeah. were the days. How crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and Robocop versus Terminator, you can't beat that. It was a no. fun little book. It yeah. was. And Simonson was great. Um, yep. So it was, yeah, some fun stuff. This Eclipso story, actually, the parts here, this was a good story. I, this was where they were, they were making Eclipso threatening, uh, which was. Yeah. That was a it, good run, actually. I, it was a, maybe the, that was the only time I ever took Eclipso seriously as a villain, was that run. Like, yeah. they just went off with that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. How about um, Joe? Uh, this uh, Bobby. He hello, by the way. You ask all these great questions. Do you think people overlook the positive impact that Watchmen and uh, Dark Knight Returns had on the American comic industry? I mean, uh, overlooking in the sense that um, they're still top sellers over three decades later for DC. They're still making a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, Paul Levitz had said, um, it, you know, for. Not to weigh too much into the like Alan Moore controversy, all that kind of stuff with um, if he was you know properly compensated or not, all that yada yada. Right. Paul, Paul Levitz has said they were they'd cut Alan five figure checks every quarter because of Watchmen sales. Wow! Wow! Like I I wish a publisher would fuck me that bad. Yeah, you know? I'm sorry <laughs> about it. And also, I hate to tell you, not you guys, because you know. Yeah. It's a freelancer contract. Yeah. Like, if it's not in the contract, all that handshake shit. Sorry about it, dude. You better. You should have put it in the contract. Um, yeah. That's that's why we have contracts. That's exactly why we have contracts. Yeah, I, I mean, there there's a lot of great stuff that that came from those books. I think the problem is a lot of people took the wrong lessons, and those wrong lessons were they seemed popular, and then they didn't have the staying mm -hmm. power. But yeah. there was like yeah. part of the wrong lessons were um, all, like in our um, Bill Loeb's interview, which you can also check out on this channel. Yes, you go. Um, one of the horrible lessons people took from that is his editor before Paul Kupperberg uh, was basically like, "Hey, you know what we need to do is uh, murder everyone Wonder Woman knows and turn her into a Dark Avenger." No, we don't. Why but we like, do but and yeah, and that was just the kind of thinking that was constantly <laughs> going on at both companies. Was like, well, yes. what if we murder everyone and make this character a dark, brooding Avenger? And those and and editorial and people were really pushing that kind of stuff. You know, I I don't think you get uh, some of like the needlessly dark stories that you started getting in the '90s that ultimately yeah. turned people off. I don't think you get. Uh, Hal's heel turn without Watchmen and Dark Knight. Yeah, but at the but at the same time, I don't know why people do that. I mean, it's like 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 who would like say, hey, you know, let's say they get a new writer in to do like a Green Lantern book, and then they say we're just want to kill off a bunch of the lanterns. I mean, who does something like that? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Some some yeah. asshole. No, but but I do think uh, obviously there are, it's yeah there sure. are good lessons. No, there. I, um, I think. I mean, the good lessons, one of the good lessons is I think those guys opened up, I know this is a Joe question, but sure, sure. Um, no, no, no. they definitely Please. opened up, they, they opened up what was possible in mainstream comic books. If you look at that year around those books, 
uh, not those particular authors, but like within a couple of minutes of that, you have Animal Man, you have Crisis on Infinite Earths, you have like um, all kinds of amazing stuff was happening um, pretty much across both lines. Not all of it amazing, but a lot of it was fucking amazing, which is why they're mining the shit out of it right now for their movies and TV shows. Right. And yeah. that doesn't happen without those two books. Like it literally does not happen if those books don't come out. So yeah, um, I, I don't know if you get Batman '89 without the Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> you, you know, like there there are certain things where like the yeah, you know, Speaking like so, which, some real yeah. stuff. But um, one of the downsides that I kind of hint to, but um, and, and I will I will stick to forever is um, one of the worst things Watchmen and, and the Dark Knight Returns did was yeah. it made DC feel justified in acting like pre-crisis never happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And true. it was a horrible, horrible mistake because some of the best Batman stories you will ever read in your entire life were pre-crisis stories. Agreement. And, Agreement. and Batman forever changed, I want to say for the worse, after Dark Knight Returns. There, there are some good Batman stories that I really love after that, but Mm -hmm. I think the pitch perfect Batman was from like mid late seventies till crisis was like, I'm going to give of... you a yes on that. Yeah. 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 And, I will uh, ask you this, Joe, mm -hmm. what do you, what do you think about this then? Because yeah. one of the things people forget or seemingly consistently forget about the dark Knight returns is it's the last Batman story. Yeah. Like it's literally the end of Bruce Wayne's life. He's gone crazy because he stopped being Batman too early, basically. Mm -hmm. And he gets back in the saddle, but he's clearly fucking nuts throughout that whole thing, which is part of the point yes. of the story. Mm -hmm. But I think editorial got it up their asses that, hey, this is really successful. Now, you're going to tell me because I don't know and you weren't there, but somehow you always know. <laughs> um, the They learn the lesson. They think, oh, well, we can just start to extend backwards. Like he's he was crazier younger. Yeah. Right. So that every new writer who came on, regardless of what they were doing before, they're now going to write a slightly crazier to very much crazier, possibly psychotic Batman. It's darker and he's going to be edgier and he's going to do all this shit. And I was like, but that's the opposite of what that story was. Like, if anything, you should make him stay good Batman as long as possible, because that's on the other side of not being sane. Sure. Right? This thing is waiting for you. And I think that they sort of retconned their entire line to match something that they shouldn't have. In that, I think that was the the, the bad takeaway from Dark Knight Returns. But sure, no, you're you, right. But they, I mean, you you know this uh, in part two. I mean, they loved how it went so much that they went back and had Frank Miller do Batman Year One. Yeah. To, that that was after yes. Dark Knight Returns, so they they were like, can, Frank, can you come back right after Crisis? Because that <laughs> yes, was only exactly. a couple of issues in to be like, can you come back and make Batman a fucking lunatic from the beginning? Yes, well, sure, I'll do that for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know, and you know, Chuck. It's funny, Chuck Dixon. Sure. When did um, I I love the Nightwing spinoff where he gets his own city. Bloodhaven gets invented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this a this is later? That's later than this, though. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, no, that's considerably all 90s, later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. They opened a lot of doors, but yeah, a lot of the people. Shut. 
a lot of the people who are saying that this is wrong about Batman, you're all under 40. Yeah. So yeah. you have no That's idea. That's correct. You don't so know. shut your holes. Yeah. Oh, Sit down. Eat, eat, card. Yeah. Eat, eat your porridge, <laughs> goddammit. Go, go eat your porridge and while grown folks is talking. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I, you know what? I'll take those. Side. There's been some. We did the retrospective on City of Crime. There's been some oh, yeah. really good series. There's, there's been oh, some absolutely. great stuff. There's yeah. been some great stuff. But some of the single best, um, yeah. like hands down, Steve Englehart on, on oh, Detective. Destroys just about every single thing you can say after crisis, and um, the laughing fish thing still sticks with me. And the where the hell has Silver St. Cloud been all these years? But that's that run in particular is is a perfect example of you can have your cake and eat it too because that Batman was dark as hell, he just wasn't psychotic, you know. Yeah, uh, absolutely. This would be an entire topic with both of you, and we should actually record this separately, or maybe not live. But uh, sure. I feel like the, the that era, the seventies and the eighties, they they understood better how to do the done in one issue, where it was actually mm-hmm. a good solid story, and it felt like they lost that ability at some point. Mm-hmm. You, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I, well, I got to tell you, I struggle with like I would say if there's a drawback for the future state books, it's that. I had smaller amount of space to tell the story in per issue than yeah. I feel comfortable using. And I know my work at Marvel, um, I would say about half of it has been, um, you know, three pages or one page or four pages. I hate that. Like I need, I need at least 20 pages to get anywhere near what I'm trying to do. And I think this sort of writing for the trade, I think it's okay, but I don't think it should be the rule. Yeah, and I think a lot of the time it's become the rule, yeah. uh, this sort of decompressed kind of writing style. I, I I think you should have episodes where they just come in. It's a good palate cleanser, if nothing else, uh, for someone who's not following the run to come in and go, "Oh, it's just a one-off. Great. Oh, I like this. Let me go check out the rest of the run." You know, yeah. I don't need to know anything. I, I I think it's lost art, or not a lost art, but a a less a less valued art. How it will we'll give Mubble some attention here. Are you writing for the trade with, with Green Lantern? Uh, I'm writing the arc. Um, okay. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to keep in mind that every issue is somebody's first issue, which is part of why you got the recap of issue one and issue two, just mm-hmm. in case someone didn't read issue one. I mean, a lot of people didn't. So didn't if they like decided to pick up issue it, though, like it, it, yeah, it recapping, but it didn't feel like it was a now we have no. to go through the issue. No, I think you try. You try very hard to make, you don't always make it. You don't always succeed. At least my way of writing, you yeah. don't always make it. But I think you should try to remember that somebody may have never picked this book up before and try to write something they can at least sink into just on its own merits. Um, I, I'm not going to say that I succeed every time, but it's definitely my intent. Very nice. Um, I love all these books. I have all of these books too. Yeah, this is so. Yeah, we we showed the ones before. It's Fantastic Four. We got a couple different. We got a couple burn issues here, and that's Hickman, um, kind of kicking off his. I think this is the first appearance of the Future Foundation. I think is what's going on. Yeah, here. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So that's uh, Sue Storm. Um, the the Malice costume. Anybody want that coming back or? No, yeah. but. Uh, 
Oh, I think Burns misunderstood a lot. I'm going to shut up in a minute because I do talk too much. But um, no, you're fine. Uh, I think I think his treatment of women in retrospect uh, gets a lot of negative. When I don't think he really did that very much. Yeah. Malice is a perfect example. Um, I hated the era after this where she was suddenly in like the the four on her chest was an open hole yeah. and all of that. I hated that, that work, shit yeah. and yeah. the the anal floss outfit that Sue Storm character-wise, would never wear. But this yep. story is about her getting bent dark. And, it was. You know, and so showing her in this cover is jolting all her dead friends that theoretically she just killed. That's part of the jolt. This is, a, this, is a, this is actually quite a good cover from my point of view because it says, pick this book up. Why does Sue look like this? Why is everybody dead? Yeah. I also like right. how you got Daredevil swinging in there, like, what I missed. Yeah. Okay. yeah. What's he going to do about it? <laughs> what the hell does Daredevil think he's got to do about it? Yeah. Daredevil is swinging in to get killed. Um, <laughs> Kill me too, Sue. Yeah. <laughs> do it with your thighs. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Oh. It's <laughs> like Blade Runner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I, I feel like I'm, I'm 100% with you. I, I feel like Byrne gets very misrepresented and. um I, I, this what people forget about kind of these arcs with with Sue is he he helped push her to be the Invisible Woman. Yep, and he yep. he kind of brought her into her own, and he gets characterized, I think, very poorly. And I, I think he did a lot to kind of make his women characters powerful, whether it's She Hulk in her run or or Sue here. I agree. I, I I hate to see people taking a go at him for things that I I think he he did he did actually very well, but. Anyway. Well, there's plenty of things to take a run and burn for if you want to. Sure, That's just not yeah. one of them. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, burn it cranky. Uh, and yeah. yeah, Joe knows I've got a, a personal story with burn that I'll always remember. But yeah. Um, but yeah, but but in terms of his treatment for women, I think this is one of those cases where people are, are very unfair to what he actually did. So, And that was a good arc. The Malice arc was a good arc. Oh, yeah. Um, this was, was this Childhood Gen one? Is that, was that the sideways issue? Was that the one that was? I don't remember that when he changed the he changed it where every page was the dip was landscape instead of portrait. I don't remember if that was this one or the Psycho Man one. Um, okay, this was actually oh. Saving Franklin. Um, right, right. Maybe that was the. I'll I'll have to go. I need to do, spend more time looking at these comics because I think. Wait. He, okay. Yeah. It, the issue previous to this one is when they destroyed Herbie because it and it told Franklin to grow up. Yeah, yes! Right? yes, 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 and he blows up, blows up Herbie, and then in this issue, he's a full-grown man. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, Bird was out of control. You guys don't even know that book was smoking hot. That was the best era of the Fantastic Four since Lee Kirby. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, Lee Kirby had a good run. This was a good run. I liked Tickman's run, but I, to me, the the Burn. I recently went back and read his issues, and they're they're just they, he does amazing stuff. He's got some yeah, great. He came great to play game. on that one. No, Jesus, yeah. now I got to go read this shit again. Yeah, yeah. fuck. Some other kind of anniversary issues. This X Men cover. This was X Men one hundred, unless I miss my guess. Uh, yeah. Wow. This is yeah. before. Um, this is kind of right before everybody got super excited about uh, the X-Men. Right. You know. uh, I was living there. I own that. I own all of these comics right now that yeah. you have on the screen. Um, Cockrum, my favorite yes. before Burns showed up. By far yeah. my favorite before Burns showed up. Um, the, uh, 
that issue. But I really am dazzled by the cover price, frankly. I can't really take it at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's a little painful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, that was the X-Sentinels. The big spoiler on that, kids, is that that's not the actual X-Men. Um, those are the X Sentinels, including Professor X. But that whole run with the Sentinels coming back, that was so I think that's the setup, right? That was yeah. that was teeing up the football. That was the tee up of the football. That's when we find out Wolverine's claws are part of his body. Right. Yep. That's when he slices Jean's dress, letting him letting her know in his perfect Wolverine way that he's attracted to her. And <laughs> yeah. right before the Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> and right before Phoenix, right before yep. Phoenix shows up. Like, I mean, that was, oh my God, when he killed Professor X, people lost their shit. Yeah. I, it's, a I, it's a good, uh, keep in mind, if you were buying everything on this page, you would be paying uh, a buck 55. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. A lot and of double still issues here. Do they still do a thing where they um, periodically where the Avengers do a membership drive? Because I used to love those issues. They do. They've gotten. They're not as. I don't know. They've they've gotten dumber. I think the last person to do it real well was was Kurt Busiak in his um, in his run. I thought they did it pretty okay. well. And, uh, sure. I mean, Bendis did it in like you were watching. Uh, I, I don't know. He like he, he did like a TV show. It was um, was that you know. It, 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 <laughs> I don't know the best way to put it. Um, like American Idol? No, 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 no. Like, like uh, he was doing a very West Wing style. It was that kind of dialogue oh, okay. approach. Um, gotcha. And, and, so and it funny you was, say that because uh, that's uh, Perez Avengers issue. Yes, yes, it is. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Anyway, some. some and I saw good. in the chat that Defenders. That's a. That's when I discovered Keith Giffen that run, and yep. he was doing a Kirby impression that was. To beat the band, it was the only time I ever liked Moon Knight. Yeah, um, <laughs> the way he got out of that trap with an empty beer can, I was like, "That guy's cool." There is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, there is. Um, oh, man. By the way, there is a Superman by Burn uh, Omnibus out, um, and it is making a lot oh, of money. Wow. Yeah, it is. It uh, uh, wait, technically, wait. Sorry, Joe. Is it an omnibus or is it just a trade? Actually, there is. Um, they put out the uh, Superman Batman Generations by. Burn yeah. omnibus, but they have the Man of Steel. They did as a uh, standard sized uh, hardcovers, which is stupid. They should have just done the um, omnibus. Yeah. But you would have probably needed two omnibuses, and uh, they're they're doing it as four hardcovers instead. But I think the first hardcover is already out of print because uh, DC hates us. Yes, yeah. That's right. Yeah. No, the uh, the the Burn Superman stuff they had up on Amazon was. Like it, it, it briefly hit number one, and then it was one of the top books for quite a while, along with Primer and Watchmen, which was uh, a hell of a combo. But yeah, yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, all right, Gen Thirteen, Adam Warren doing some stuff here. This is the Wildcast. Oh yeah. Ooh. yeah, I love. I think everything except Evangel Evangeline. I did not. I was done with done with uh, Extreme by then, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I own all these. This was when uh, uh, Angeline went to Maximum Press, so we were. Yeah, we were yeah, getting out. no pass, yeah. hard pass. Spawn, uh, but no. that, yeah, I got that. Yeah, and Adam Warren. Um, speaking of sort of pseudo manga, 
this was sort of like a star turn, right? When he came in to do this little Gen 13 run, he was coming off of his own stuff to come do this. Like, he was kind of big in indie world at this point, wasn't he? No. No? Never big or just big at my house, I suppose. <laughs> Adam Warren? No, Adam, Adam Warren yeah. had a solid little career. I mean, his really? uh, the crazy part about him is he's still producing a ridiculous amount of work um, with uh, Empowered. And it's it's just, it's all free, basically. I mean, he, he puts it up on his website and... Oh, Wow. It's. I think you can do. You can donate money. I mean, you, he and he puts it out. Yeah, he gets it printed. But I mean, you can read the story just right now for nothing, and it's very solid. If you, a, if you haven't seen, he's a rock solid. Yeah, he's gotten. I mean, he's gotten better. He's he's still very detailed. He's got it. So off to go check that out after we're done here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That was a fire from heaven. Wasn't that a big all image crossover or was it just all Wildstorm cross? It was all Wildstorm. I thought a couple others crossed over, but it was definitely all the Wildstorm books. And I thought a couple yeah. of this one, Alan Moore was doing Wildcats. And oh, that was so awesome. Yeah. He was so good. He made Supreme good. That's yeah. how good Alan Moore is. He oh, made sure. Supreme. Not just worth reading, actually good. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. How about. Uh, uh, how about this stuff? Alien Legion. Do you guys remember that book? Yes, sir. Where's yeah, my movie or TV series? Jesus yeah, Christ, Alien Legion. It it the uh, I, people joke uh, about you know some of these being old books, but what it's what what I always think of when I go through some of this stuff is like Marvel sitting on a ridiculous and Disney now a ridiculous amount of IP from the seventies and eighties. It would just make shows. It's like they're just yeah, like Alien Legion is it's everything everybody wants. Like it's just everything you want but you know what they probably don't do anything with it because now that they own star wars alien legion would just chop that up yeah like it would cut right into that fan base because i think a lot of what people want star trek and star wars to be alien legion actually is that so yeah. if you did it right you'd be undercutting your own big cash cow like yeah. you'd split your audience that is true i i did i did joe did you read alien legion by any chance you know that that's one of the holes in my um, yeah in my reading, but I'm I'm familiar. You should with check it, it out. It's yeah. good. It's really yeah. well. It's well put together. It's a Chuck Dixon, right? And um, I'm trying to think who else. Who did the art? Uh, somebody with a Z last name, and yeah. okay. um, and the other guy from oh god, I should know his name, and I will as soon as you say it. Black guy worked on Tribe for Image. Uh, not Larry Stroman. Come on, Jeff. Yeah, Stroman did some of them. Larry Stroman did some of the Alien Legion as well. Yeah. Thank you for that. Boy. Yeah. 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 Uh, that, no, not uh, Zercher. Yeah. Carl Potts. That, yeah. That Iron Carl Man, Potts though, too, sure. is, uh, is, is good. That was, that was good, that point of Iron Man, where you were leading up to issue 200 with the uh, final showdown of Tony Stark and yeah. Obadiah Stane. That was, yeah. that was all latent all the time at that point, right? It was, uh, I think, Leighton. Leighton was out now because it oh, was. Really? Uh, it, that was Denny, and and um, Leighton came back. Um, oh, okay. After okay. Uh, what was it? Around two oh uh, six, two ten in that area, he came back with David. But um, that was um, that issue's got to be. It's either. I'm trying to think. I don't know if it's the same cover artist, but that that might have been a Mark Bright issue. Oh wow! Because um, I know Mark You're Mark Bright wrong. was 
doing some in there. Um, it's either that Herb Trimpey or Rich Buckler. Those are like the guys who are doing yeah. Iron Man at the, the time. Yeah. And that's Spectacular Spider-Man. Um, mm -hmm. That was, I own that. That was really good. Undersung, um, I think, that run. Yeah. Um, it, and that was not the, the, the arts. That wasn't the introduction of Cloak and Dagger. No, that was that was no. Yeah, the art style though. I think that a lot of these artists who were really really good, but didn't have um, the sort of fan favorite styles of the day, got eclipsed by people like Byrne. But mm -hmm. yep. that that little run in a Spectacular Spider-Man was dope as fuck. Like it was really good. Yeah, and um, I'm trying to think because I think um, was it Glenn Greenberg was talking about this because this is Bill Mantlo and Bill Mantlo was trying to get Jim Shooter to agree to let him have Peter have a a kid out of wetlock. Oh dear God! And, and Jim Shooter was like, "No, absolutely not." No, what are like, you stupid? Was, We're not doing that. And that was apparently <laughs> one of like, the breaking points for Bill Mantlo, like one of the yep. points where he was like, "That's it." Forget comics. Oh Wait. my God, Bill. That was never yeah. happening, my dear. My poor sweet baby. That was never happening. Right? Oh like God. that's something Green Arrow gets to do. Spider-Man doesn't get to do that. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, I love I've always loved this Hulk cover because I love the idea <laughs> of the Hulk is in the rearview mirror about to murder you. I, I just Yeah. I, I love the and I, I the whole thing the expression on the driver's face a cigarette coming out of his mouth uh, it's just this is this is a great cover for some reason they're advertising the TV show it's like there's some great stuff there yeah I agree on that and the yeah. lovely origin of Wanda Maximoff yes. in Avengers that shit was dope um, yeah and I have Power Man and I have Contest of Champions I have yeah. all of these comics nice. Uh, Contest of Champions was great. I, I I thought that that that's a that's a really underrepresented limited series that they did yeah. there. Didn't I think Secret Wars beat it to death? Is all um, oh for sure. Uh, everyone yeah. everyone loves Secret Wars more, but Contest of Champions is really good. Yeah, the uh, yeah the the Luke Cage Power Man. I do like I I like how and th there's so many of and like I'm, one of these days I'm gonna do a a bit of just panels from his comic. Like the thought bubbles from Luke Cage were hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I, are they, are they problematic by modern standards? I uh, They're not necessarily problematic, but he had a lot of inner dialogue. that was just comical. Um, I, I just love some of that stuff. Um, nice. Donald Trump yeah. will never appear in my comics. I will You're not, not make him come for yellow lantern. I, nope. I, I Sorry about it. I don't know. It, it, uh, the video I did today about the Trump Modoc thing, um, it feels like most people got it, but man, that made some people angry. Like I, I had several uh, kind of rage people like number one, it's like, uh, there's one person who's like, I didn't know you were a big Trumper unsubscribe. I'm like, I, I said in the video, I don't know. Like um, number two, uh, it was the, well, if you think this is okay, it's like, no, I'm not saying it's okay. It was, but in context, it was two pages of a forgettable annual. Like, <laughs> why, why, are Listen, we, why are we talking everybody's, about Not everybody's grasp is the same as their reach. Um, I feel like every creator go. should be allowed to try anything they want, and then they take their lumps when they miss. And yeah. that's it. Like, yeah. you can get mad about it, but they should be allowed to try it.
So For, do what you got to do. I mean, it was, it was dumb. <laughs> yeah. It was dumb at the time. It would be dumb with any politics. Nobody wants to see, a, but people barely want to see MODOK, let alone some real life. Yeah. Like in MODOK, you know, you're going to the wall for MODOK characterization is Donald Trump. Who gives a shit? Yeah, like no, either no. way, who gives a shit? Let's yeah. get some Spiro Agnew doom bots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah, on the wow. seventy-year-old contingent yeah. will be—they'll uh, be picketing Marvel offices if you do. I, just, I get so it, it, I get so tired of it. Like, you, you, I have to. I in my inside, I just—I want to believe these people are trolling. But like, Mumbles does a very good job <laughs> with his trolling. Like, be at Mumbles level. If you're not, if you can't come up to Mumbles level of trolling, then fuck off. That's what I. That's you know, or um, or, or maybe uh, in uh, Adelaide Stevenson Abomination. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know what? Now I want to see that book. Like that's yeah. stupid. Oh, it's 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 all uh, very stupid. I mean, and, and look at this. Uh, if that really, if that issue really bothered you, the revenge is that both of the creators on that are uh, in, in pretty much. I mean, one of them's been run out of the business for all intents and purposes, and the other one's not. <laughs> Or right, we read you uh, yeah. the the Captain Karma. America number one color a cover, but he's punching Jimmy Carter. <laughs> <laughs> this how, is for the about, gas prices. Here's Malay's uh, this peanut farmer. Oh yeah. my god. Check him god out. bless you. God bless you. <laughs> I'll god throw out there um if uh, Larry King on uh, on Twitter is doing amazing mashups right now of comics where he's taking some of the he, he did that one with the X-Men fighting the X-Men earlier from from 100 and he's got yeah, and fighting manga characters and stuff. It's it, it, there's some great stuff there. Uh, oh, that seems fun. As a uh, Utron, uh, Teen Lantern is going to get. She's going to take her lumps. Let me put it like that. She is not a fucking Mary Sue. She's taking you her should, lumps. Okay. She's going to be taking her lumps. Just get ready for that shit. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> not that Larry King. Jesus. Uh, uh, okay, so uh, the uh, oh. Okay. Star Lord Colossus, huh? Uh, that was the, was that the first appearance of Arcade in the X Men? Uh, in the X Men, yeah, this was right around yeah. when uh, he showed up. Yeah, because he's the one who manipulated uh, Colossus right. into being him. the proletarian. Uh, unfortunately, though, <laughs> none of this makes sense anymore, according to uh, the powers that be at Marvel, because of the sliding time scale. This would have happened in like. What nineteen ninety nine two thousand? There is no USSR. Oh my god! With that, oh so they ruined god their own that. continuity. How, uh, why did they how not dare you! Put, I, I understand they wanted bearded Colossus for thirsty people uh, in the Hellfire Gala, but I would have, I would have turned my, uh, I, I would have given the Hellfire Gala praise if they would have had Colossus wearing this outfit, the full blown overalls. You know and like oh, yeah. that would have been hilarious. I'm going to, another full disclosure, I frankly love all of the crazy designs. I think they're just hysterical. Some of them are just that's really great. Whatever. I don't know if that's what but, they wanted you to feel. but <laughs> Well, I think the problem is sometimes, yeah, well, probably not the hysterical one, but yes. the, I think sometimes the problem, though, is they go so far with the design that they forget the personalities of the characters, and sure. there's no fucking way Peter Rasputin is wearing that. No way. Right. Like right. he's yeah. a very simple, basic dude, even dressed up. He's the guy who's be pulling at his collar. Like, when can I get out of this and put on some jeans and a shirt? And, yeah. You know, like he's not that guy. So even if he's forced to come to it, I would want his wardrobe, however flashy, to reflect his actual personality. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's my only Agreed. beef with any of that. Shit. So 
or make it a story point that they forced him to wear this get up and he hates it all night long. Yeah. Like, like for the entire, he's like, when can I get out of this bit? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But other I, than that. Uh, Colossus is, is not gay in the uh, in the six one six. At least they haven't. That was the Colossus in the Ultimate Universe. <laughs> the Lantern Gala. Yeah. Oh my but, God, the Lantern Gala. Yeah. No, I. I they just, all wear I the same outfit. I, I <laughs> that would be, wish that would be I, hilarious. I, I wish <laughs> I understood what the hell was happening because, like, on the one hand. I love so many of these people working on these these books. I genuinely do, and I support a lot of their, yeah, their books yeah. and their, especially their independent work. Uh, and you, you'd be hard pressed to meet a writer in comics who is annoyed that you prefer their creator owned independent work that they have more control over. But right. yeah, it's like I, I I hear interviews, I do these things with people I, I genuinely love, and I'm like, what you're saying isn't making it to the page here. <laughs> and I don't know how much of that is editorial interference or, sure. uh, you know, being like, oh, well, this is an event. So you have to cut that and use these characters. and You can't do this. and You can't do that because these events really do mess with uh, what people can do. But it's so it's so frustrating because I'll hear these things and people will be like, I really love this character. And I'll be like, I don't even like that character that much, but I read so many comics with that character and that's not that character. And I yeah. can't help it. It's just, you know, like yeah. I can't help feeling that way because know. it's just like, I've read hundreds of comics with this character and this character's never been like this at all. Like this, yeah. right? Yeah. Like never ever for one second like this. So yeah. make yeah. it a story so that we can get him there if you want him to get there. Make a whole story so that they end up in this position. You can't just say they were there. Yeah, right. I agree. I, yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Right. Uh, I believe I have this Star-Lord. I definitely have that Defenders. Was that guy named Nebulon? Yep. That is that is Was, uh, isn't that his name? Nebulon. Um, I loved uh -huh. giving people, when, when Guardians came out and people were coming in looking for comics with Star-Lord, I loved putting this on the <laughs> table, were... using the shit out of everybody. <laughs> Like, They're like, who the hell is that guy? What is, what is this? No, you know, this with the balloon oh. lettering. Uh, you know, but this but Thor. Isn't that an undersung? Isn't the original Star Lord comic an undersung Burn Claremont collaboration? I believe it was. Originally, they did. Originally, yeah, I think so. That is a beautiful piece of work. Yeah. Um, and Marvel just never did much with it. Yeah. I loved uh, this was this was of course an epic run of Thor, which I think well this wasn't yep. the run we're gonna do, yep. but we're we're gonna do a retrospective on Thor, right, Joe? Yeah, we're going to, and we might do Simonson's at some point too. But like that, the only the worst part of Simonson's Thor is that it became such a gold standard yeah. that no one talks about other runs except the current run and Simonson's run. Yeah, that's always like when when it was. Uh, you know, Straczynski, then it was like, oh, it's, it's, you know, Simonson's and Straczynski's when it's, you know, Jason Aaron, it's, oh, it's Simonson and Jason Aaron. When it's, you know, Donnie Cates, it's like, oh, you know, it's William, you, you know, it's that. And it's not, and it's, it sucks because uh, there's a lot of really good runs. I mean, there are people who make the argument that, and I think it's a fair argument to make that uh, probably the most underrated of Stan and Jack's collaborations because so many people talk up Fantastic Four and other books is Thor. Yeah. Yep. And, yep. and there were so many 
incredible runs and, and really great runs. And the fact that no one talks about Tom DeFalco's run on Thor is like sinful. Yeah. It's just, it gets because he followed up Simonson. And, and no one talks about it. Same thing with, um, although I've at least been seeing more people come around to DeFalco's Spider-Man. But for a long time, people acted like it wasn't worth reading. And I feel like only fairly recently, we're starting to get more people coming out of the woodwork to be like, actually, Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends did some pretty great Spider-Man stuff. So that's been nice to see. But it's yeah. it's it's weird because DeFalco is so it's like for someone who had the reins of the company during one of the highest points it will ever reach for his work to so rarely be collected and uh, rarely ever in any prestigious format is baffling. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, yeah definitely do some lantern gala art. Um, the you gotta do it. Too. I, love, I love the, uh, the, the patheticness of this Iron Man cover where they're changing this. They're just they're, they're saving money basically by just changing two letters. Um, thankfully, <laughs> they, I like how they built a logo uh, Scrabble style where you can just kind of replace the. Uh, the yeah, it's like yeah. a movie theater marquee. Yeah. <laughs> And meanwhile, yeah. for whatever reason, uh, you know, it's kind of raining there. I think that's what the lines are. And Tony just has to sit there and watch the logo change and cry while Iron Man just kind of sinks his head. This, this is the most pathetic uh, cover. <laughs> it's it's great, though, in the sense that this was Denny O'Neill was doing a years long story of the rise sure. and ultimate fall of Obadiah Stane in a way right. that I wish you would see more sure. comics For pull sure. off. Oh, and, this is a good storyline. Make no mistake. Oh, this yeah. cover is just sad. Who, <laughs> no, it's, it's who very was the, sad. Who was the editor-in-chief at this time? I'm just going to ask that really quick. I, I believe it was this guy, Jim. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's funny <laughs> how that seems to always correlate. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this is going it is weird. Yeah. Uh, um, the X-Men, I believe, this is how crazy I am with the X-Men. I believe this was a fill-in issue, and it that was, was uh, uh, and there was a character called Warhawk who had yep. infiltrated the mansion. Yep, and uh, he was not a mutant, but he had some really weird sort of abilities and was kind of indestructible to punch or something. Yep, and he was an assassin and he'd come to kill somebody, and that's pretty much all I remember. But I remember it as a weird fill-in issue. It w it was a weird fill-in issue. It was. Um... They used uh, art from, you know, it was an inventory uh, story uh, by uh, Bob Brown, who had just passed away uh, months before. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's not a story I wanted to hear. The poor guy didn't even see his book come out. No, but I Jesus mean, he had, he had a good, he had some good runs on Challenges of the Unknown, Avengers. Oh, okay. He, okay. okay. He did, he did some good work, Um, but, but yeah, that was a fill and it was Bill Mantlo and uh, Bob Brown. And uh, <laughs> Bob Brown is a supremely underrated artist. Uh, he it was did, a good issue. Yeah. He, Bob Brown did most of the Silver Age Doom Patrol covers. And, Get out of town. And they are gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I knew I knew that art was familiar. I never could know where from. Thank you. See, Joe is like 
at Oracle. He's, he's the vault. Like, man, I'm telling you. I, I have no. I can't, I honestly thought he was a peer, but he could actually be my son, and it's really irritating. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, Joe knows everything. That's that's the key. And it would be crazy if a company didn't hire him as a as an editor. Like one of the big two would be smart. To, I to, I I, I do not disagree. I do not disagree. It would nice. I, I feel like institutional memory is widely underrated and yeah. really shouldn't be. He, he doesn't yeah. pull over from the side of the road to have a cry uh, either. So. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, don't know I what haven't is. yet. I have no idea what that is. That's, that's not nice <laughs> Holy of me. Crap. Yeah. How about Black? Why did, uh, you know, Black Goliath um, was an interesting character, but if oh, you look at his God. run of characters, he fought garbage villains. I mean, <laughs> oh like, my god! And, and I have Kenny a running gag ass, about the stilt man. He, yeah, he, he got his, his ass, ass kicked a lot. Too. Like, yeah, like, and he, he also had the midriff shirt thing going on. He like, did. What the yeah, fuck? I, I always, uh, I mean, people are like, oh, I, you know, why didn't, uh, why didn't a character like Black Goliath go over? It's like, well, you had Stilt Man kicking his ass for a comic. That's yeah, uh, that's the clue. A villain that Daredevil can beat yeah. should not be any competition for freaking Black Goliath. No. And then, did the and also the thing dressed him down at one point. He's like, in some other issue, he's like, why are you Black Goliath? Like, literally everyone can see you're Black. Shouldn't it just be Goliath? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is actually in the comic a, book. The thing was doing a roast on him in the middle of, like, the street. Just... Yeah. He's like, yeah. you're doing this wrong, son. You're doing all of this wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's um, and that's Coleman on the <laughs> Doctor Strange, right? Yes. Yes. He is such Beautiful. a good artist. And yes. uh, and again, it's it's a shame that uh there, there's a lot of these artists we've lost over the years that like I feel if if we lost them before <laughs> the internet got really big, unless you were Jack Kirby, you kind of get memory hold. And like like the the kids don't know Gene Colin. Yeah, I don't know from Gene. But God. I'll tell you what, that Tomb of Dracula would hold up right now if they if they no one had ever heard him and they released it with new covers and didn't say it was from the old days. The only thing they would miss would be cell phones. That um that book is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right, the thing was right, but but uh Max is correct. If they called him White Goliath, White. that would be silly. Yeah, well, he's not wearing white, but if he was wearing true. white, yeah, then there'd be a whole oh, other things to make fun of him about. That would be kind of funny. I like you could do a lot of things. With why? This. Why are you adding color? You can grow to the size of a building. Just I, say Goliath. Yeah, I, I've always. Well, that was. I mean, yeah, Black Lightning, Black Goliath, Black Panther. It's like I don't. I don't know. You're Black Wild Racer. Run. Black Racer. You yeah. iron. You iron. You iron. Yeah. You iron, you're funny. Yeah, I missed uh Conan. Busema era Conan. Yeah, this is a yeah. good this is so this is a good Conan for sure. All right, we're almost at the end here, I promise. But uh I uh, how about this uh I, I like the flash. This uh, first of all, Flash looks weird, um, the way yes. he's weird here. But, uh, <laughs> like he's like guilty, and it, it, the next panel is him just Super speed murdering everybody who's <laughs> arrested. <laughs> he he has a look of he's about to know he's lost the court. Yeah. Uh, oh, we got some Steve Lytle. Yeah, there we go. There's Steve Lytle Legion right there. 
why hasn't it switched on my screen yet? Oh no, I I don't know. Aggravation. Oh, there missing, we go. I'm looking at another. I got you. Okay. Oh yeah, I got yeah. all these. And then here's Black Mask. Um, so, you know, hanging out with Black all the other. Mask. Yeah. 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 Why not white mask? Why aren't you white mask? Why not Why white not mask? mask? Yeah. yeah. Why racists? No, his his name makes sense. Um, yeah, that cover was tasty. That was actually the one I was thinking of when we were talking about it before. Yeah. That's a great, great cover. And Gem, Son of Saturn. Holy crap. Yep. I haven't thought about that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Was that I, uh, Mandrake and Ostrander again? Uh, yes. Wait, Perfect wait. team. Yes, yes. That was is. it? Or was it Gene Colon and somebody? That I think that I issue know. I think is Gene, but oh the gym. Okay. That's Greg Potter, yeah, Gene Colon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about it. Oh, you're good. I think um yeah, I it, it, we uh, we did a retrospective. We'll go up with Batman eighty nine, the movie with Ryan earlier today. He asked a question like, "Why does anybody ever shoot Batman in the face?" Um, <laughs> you know, he's got his dark costume can blend into the shadows, except this uh, this this mouth. In fact, in the movies, they make a point to have him put black makeup around the eyes, but then he right. his mouth like what it what what is he doing there exactly? I don't know. Well, my favorite part is when the guy like just flips in with like the katanas. Yeah, out of nowhere. That's that's the best. That's like sold. I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I wasn't with it until Batman Two. Until um, yeah. yeah, until uh, until the cat the Catwoman one. That's um, the Tim Burtonist one of the two. Who was dating yeah. uh, Michael Keaton, I believe, at the time. No. Yeah, she, that's right. She was yeah. she was great. That the, the that I I love that one in. In that Michael Keaton has a lot less to do, like intentionally, like he had them cut a lot of his lines because Batman shouldn't be talking and monologuing too much and things like that. Yeah, he's not that dude. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. He's he shouldn't be um, trading wisecracks and witticisms. He's supposed to be scary as fuck. Yeah, like, not making you laugh while he beats you up. Yeah, I watch it around Christmas every year. It's just something I I do. It's a Christmas movie for sure. It is for sure. Yeah. This uh, Green Arrow here, uh, just for some perspective, what was going on at the time? This was DC's top-selling comic when this was out. Holy crap! Yeah, Quiver, you damn yeah. right it was. Yeah. Holy shit! This one, Kevin Smith was like a big draw. Yeah. Yeah. If you it's put Kevin look. Smith on a comic now, no one would really care. But back then, that was like gigantic. Yeah. Right after chasing Amy, right? Yeah, he was at his height. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have all these comics. Yeah. So sad. A lot of guilty this 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 week. There's a lot of yeah. Uh, yeah. You're to blame. You are to blame. I miss oh, JLA. I I I miss Kevin McGuire on JLA. I, yeah. I, he was so good. Yeah. I mean, and that book was so funny. He would happily be back on that book if DC would. Bring, I think so. If they would give him a call, like, I've been I, trying I, to yeah. get him. I've been every time he comes up. Every every few months, I'll remind him. I don't know him. I talk to him yeah. like I know him. Dude, bring Strike Back back. It's yeah. Like no one wanted to buy Strike Back. I'm like, do it again right now. I <laughs> I, uh, awesome. I ran into him at the Interval City Comic Con, and he was uh, we were chatting for a bit, and he's like. 
I mean, he's like, they could call me. I would draw that comic. I can do a monthly schedule. I would do it. He is awesome. Why is no one calling him? Well, it's crazy how many people like we've interviewed and not interviewed yet or talked to. And nearly every single one of them have been like, yeah, of course I'd do it again. Or I'd come back and I'd do it. Like none of these people don't want to do it. Yeah, I haven't seen his current artwork. Is he as good as he was then? Because he was freaking amazing back then. Oh, yeah. He's and he can okay. a monthly schedule, no problem. Well, that's a good thing to file away because yeah. that guy could draw his ass off. Yeah. Like, oh my god! And he had that detail, that Perez level of detail. You think you're joking, Mumbles? I make notes of these things. Yeah, um, I am absolutely not averse to pulling somebody who can kick ass and is somehow yeah. aged out. Fuck that! That's some bullshit. That yeah. guy could draw. No, no, he's like, he's solid. Meets a schedule. All, all good. Like, give, okay. give him money. He will sell books. What's going on? Good to know. That's very good to know. Don't get it. Anyway, um, yeah, we went. We we've reached the end. This is good. Um, okay. We we, <laughs> we have some nice nice titles. Um, I I do want to. We got some good interviews uh, coming up that are just now being processed. We've already we've already done them, right, Joe? These are already- those are all ones that are done, and we have at least two. Uh, we have two more that are definitely happening. Um, and then another one, um, we still got a schedule, but yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm still scheduling around, uh, you know, Mr. Hollywood right now. Uh, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> but you're, you're gonna, you're, these are some, some very, three very, very different people and great, yeah, you know, very good stories to, to hear. So yeah, uh, I'm and, still trying. Oh my God. Bill, Bill, Ben Templesmith. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. I love that guy. He's yeah. Great. Oh my God. He's very well dressed. Uh, he, yeah, he was. Uh, he he often joins us in the chat. Uh, he's not here tonight, but uh, or maybe he's just listening Holy in. Holy shit! Uh, yeah, Ben Temple Smith, yeah. great talent. Uh, Holy shit! Twenty miles away from me, so hopefully, uh, dude. You know, Seattle could fix a bridge, and then maybe we'll go get a drink. <laughs> <Be nice>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, infrastructure bill, infrastructure bill. I, I don't get like the West Seattle Bridge. I know. Falls in the water. I mean, what the Jeez. What are you doing? Uh, anyway. but, but yeah, those. those and Willingham, great. you got Willingham. Jesus. Yep. Willingham's. Uh, you I'm could surprised not he would do an interview. Yeah. Yeah. Three radically different people, but with very good stories to tell and yeah. um, great stuff. What is the 20? Yeah. What's the 20K mm-hmm. subscriber event? What the hell I don't, is that? I have, no, I have no plans, but sure. We'll, we'll, you are. What is out. this subscriber event? There is no subscriber event. I won't have twenty. Eventually, <laughs> people are going to wise up and start unsubscribing. Is what's going to happen. But Stop um, saying that. Yeah. But yeah, what was it? Um, uh, John K. Snyder the third wants to do an interview with us in July. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Because um, he has a bunch of new stuff that he wants to promote as, as well. But that's nice. the fashion and action guy. He's he's great. Um, uh, doing. I, uh, I agree, Paul. You know, and uh, and another one we have uh, coming up that we we just scheduled. So uh, as long as everything goes through, it'll be uh, it'll be great. I'm really looking forward to it. Is with uh, Eric Luke. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah, like um, he wrote. I'm reading through his Wonder Woman run right now. I'm like halfway through it. Uh, It's uh, he wrote Wonder Woman for two years, and everyone memory hold it, and it's never been collected. Because he wrote Jesus. it in like 99 and 2000. And it was, uh, 
in between John Burns' run and uh, Phil Jimenez's run. Yeah. Well, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's a really good run. It's uh, Yannick uh, Paquit. I, I'm messing up his last name. Yeah. But, oh, uh, that was like his first run at Wonder Woman, and he's doing the Wonder Woman Earth One books now. Like he's known as a top Wonder Woman artist. That's his first right. work on the book. You would think they'd want to slap that bad boy together and, you know, put out, you know, they do those fat trades. It's like 21 issues. Just put them all together and toss it out there. Why I, not? I do not know how marketing thinks. I just, I, yeah. I gave up trying to get into that. <laughs> I have no that, idea. That, that's sense. fair. But, uh, but Eric Luke also worked on Gargoyles. So, right. Right. You know, and, and he wrote, he wrote an episode of Ultra Force, the cartoon. Oh dear God! How do you know these things? I Why do you know these things? I rewatched Ultra Force during the lockdown. <laughs> Jesus! Why the would you torment yourself that way? <laughs> Why would you hurt your? That's like hitting yourself in the face with someone going, "Stop hitting yourself! Stop hitting yourself!" <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! Like I love the opening credits for the Wildcat show, but I would never watch the Wildcat show. That opening credits <laughs> is uh it's uh it is something, but um it's oh. terrible, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. Or um I, I've also been meaning to push myself through to watch the that old live action John Sable show. Oh Christ. Oh Christ. <laughs> that was such a misfire. It's Jesus a real Christ. shame. Because uh, yeah. John Sable's one of my, I love that comic so much, and that show is is not that. Well, they could do it now if they wanted. Do it right. They should. I uh, let me make I'm, a quick note of that one. Yeah. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for coming to join us tonight. It's a lot of fun having you here. I think we're doing it. I think we'll be on next week, but there's a there's a chance that I'm traveling, so hopefully not. Uh, but uh, is that holiday weekend next weekend? Oh, it is yeah. a holiday weekend next weekend. That that actually may reduce yeah. the chances I'm traveling. Anyway, we'll see. Um, okay. Unfortunately, as the world starts to open up, the traveling will increase. So this this may get a little dodgy at times. But uh, anyway, uh, thanks everybody for joining. Thanks everybody for being so kind and polite. Uh, like I said, this is a crazy like a lot of crazy people emerged this week. I don't know what it was, but uh, anyway, thank you for not being insane. I appreciate that. And. <laughs> We will, <laughs> will, and uh, my daughter is inside, and and apparently, well, uh, so you'll appreciate this. Um, she, the kids are watching this show, Ben Ten. Uh oh. And, and they just, uh, they're like, hey, wait a minute, this person um, you, on the credits <laughs> is somebody you talked to. Is me. That's yeah. correct. I wrote so, a bunch uh, of Ben Ten. Yeah. Yep. So uh, Jeff is entertaining my kids right now. So that is uh, that is my job, sir. There I hope you go. They enjoy it. Yeah. Yes. Nice. So I uh, love Ben Ten. That was so fun. It's it's a fun show. It's uh, and they they enjoy it. So thank you for that. But uh, okay. thank well, you, Richard. Hi, Joe <laughs> and Jeff. Thank you so much for spending your your time with me tonight and, no and everybody. And, Always yeah. a pleasure, brother. Always yeah. a pleasure. All right. Take care, Chad, and uh, talk to you all very soon. Yes. Have a great Bye, one, guys. Yeah. yeah.